When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. Mic check, mic check. C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Every Tuesday night, we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. Tonight's show... The Great Panther restructuring, negotiating, navigating this salary cap. People will tell us. I don't know. What will they tell us, Cody? Last name. Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the longest running Panthers podcast. My wheel man, my co-host, Cody Lashney. Thanks for joining me. Tony Dunn, you just mentioned it, man. How is there this much to talk about? It seems like, uh, you know, we're in the off season. There's not much normally for us to discuss, but man, it's a Tuesday night. And as always, there is a ton to discuss, Tony. And you know what? We're going to do it with the best Panther fans in all of YouTube. You know him and love him. It's our man, Drew, Alex, Stark, Andrew, Park, Antoine Henderson, ATX19, Blake Bettis, Carolina M., Joey the Blind Panther, Esquivel, Mark Carson, Matt Knows Nothing, Mr. Bombastic, Off Grid, Paul Mancini, Supreme Leader, Thomas Tomlinson, Tim Look Estes. at this roll call. Off-season roll call. Crew, man. The whole crew, and last but not least, Tim Estes, Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it. But to do it, brother, let's roll. Wow, man. My man is feeling good tonight. Panther fans have a lot to talk about. And Greg, the Bat Daddy, the Stat Daddy 52, I went and saw the new Batman. Oh, I took my entire family. Nice. I took my dad, 
Like, I, like it's kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to spend some time. You know, you, like, do something. Like, you got to find a way to keep it. I said, Dad, my dad loves movies. So let me take you this Batman. I took my, my kids. We snuck in the candy like we always do. Got to. Hey, that's how you're yeah. supposed to Tradition. do it. Uh, Three-hour movie, and I got zero complaints. Zero complaints. And when I say zero complaints, I have a lot of compliments about this. I felt like it was a very cinematic. It was like, um, I felt like it was a very modern film. Yes. Based off it's it's a great interpretation of this book. Really? Yep. Yep. Dope. All right. So I was trying to figure out: Do I like this the boots or not? Like my man got regular boots on. Yeah. Do I like the regular boots or not? And I think I do. The only only qualm I have with this entire movie is I feel like his suit may be a little too bulletproof. Mm, he got see. shot like nine thousand times up in that movie, and it was like no problem. I was that's my only qualm. I was discussing it with, with before with with Cody and CK, and I told them that I had a problem with the suit, but I didn't want to give anything away. And that, but that that's exactly it. Yeah, it's, it's not, not the just, suit. Was, no. It's not the design. It's just yeah. like, is this a real engineering feat that could happen? That's it's all. Batman, That's all. though. Bruce Wayne would right. make a suit. Like it's a great movie. I mean, but, it does, it, 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 you're, you're absolutely but right. you got regular leather boots on. You got regular. You bought them mugs at the Payless. His boots, he bought at the Payless. And then his suit fended off 50 calibers for a bazillion years. All right. <laughs> uh, CK, welcome to the show, my man. Is that a Patagonia hat? Is that what that is? No, no, no. It's a Stone Mountain hat. He's another streamer on Facebook. You know, basically the streamer on Facebook. Mm. Um, yeah, man. Happy to be here with you guys. Hopefully Welcome you back. guys are having a fantastic weekend and week. And it's been beautiful weather. Have you guys been able to get outside and actually enjoy it at all? Yeah. Yeah. Hell nice yeah. Fun. I went for a run yesterday. Um, yeah, man. It's been cool. We haven't. We actually had to turn our air conditioning on. Nice. Yeah. Same. I didn't, turn I didn't turn the AC on. I was turning the heat off. I was like, oh, I'll be a little That's hot. Tough. I got to like 80, yeah. 87 here one day or something. It was like 84. Did, so did it was tough. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's get into the show. The number is 252-228-5098. You can call into the longest running Panthers podcast, the C3 Panthers podcast, where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. Um, there has been a lot of football news breaking. Cody. Yes, sir. What's going down with the Panthers, man? What's yeah, the man, top so news? Let's Tell jump me. right into this. The name of our show tonight is the Great Panther Restructuring. And, you know, Scott Fitter has been going to work. Um, it has been reported. Well, it's, I mean, this has been it's official. Uh, the Panthers have reconstructed the contract of right tackle Taylor Moten. This move added $11 million to Carolina's salary cap. Then on top of that, uh, the Panthers cleared $5 million in salary cap after restructuring Shaq Thompson. There's potential that the Panthers can create even more space by restructuring $2.4 million of Pat Elfland's contract 
with no dead money. So, look, the Panthers are making moves. We're trying to get some money to be able to spend on, you know, not only free agency, but our draft picks and just building the rest of this team the way it needs to be built. So, I mean, what does everyone think about this? You know, do, do you see these dollars going towards certain positions? Is this going towards potentially uh, a quarterback? What do you think this means for the Panthers going forward? I think it just opens up options, to be, to be honest with you. It's always nice to Great have the point. cap room on hand. It may not necessarily mean they're going for somebody, but it's a lot easier. It's just Like I said, it's just like being at a poker table, man. It's a lot easier to play poker when you're not small stack. So, it also makes it a little easier to eat that uh, $18 million that we have to worry about paying Sam Darnold if, in fact, yeah, we do have point. to Good get rid point. of him. You know, I think that that, like you said, it gives us options. I think that is a primary uh, example of what an option would really look like. It may not necessarily mean we're freeing up big, uh, big money for a free agent, but it might make it a little easier on the eyes when it talks about, you know, how much we're going to end up having to pay him this year. Helps us in the short term, right? Like it helps us now. Yeah. To go get yeah. a guard, maybe or whatever we need to do. Like, like this is a move for immediacy. Because when you restructure, and maybe I'm wrong, I don't know enough about the contracts to be like an agent or anything, but restructuring ultimately suggest that you're extending the contract life and you're finding a way to manipulate the cap so it doesn't hit hit the cap so you say hey you're we guaranteed to pay you or not guaranteed but like you have this much left on your contract we want to take the same contract we want to turn it into a two-year contract you're make the same exact amount of money but it's not going to hurt the cap as much right what so I feel like this is a short-term move. That means this is ultimately freeing up some cap space now to kick the can down later. And uh, the scary part to me about this, it's not scary, is I, I just don't even know if it's going to help. I, I'm tired of dead money looking at that fucking spot rack or the over the cap, and you see, like, we're still paying... Um. Who is the who's that safety we love a lot? He's talking all the time about the Panthers. Uh, tra- uh come on, like he got, was on. Who's, yeah, who's on like, the team? Trey Boston. Yeah, he, well, Trey Boston. Yes, like we were still playing paying Trey Boston, like two years after he even played a snap because we restructured. So we are freeing money up now, but. Like it extends it, I think. Right. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. And I think also, you know, we it's you know worth noting some of the, the bigger things that happened today um in, around the NFL because I think it. It, it, it does tie it, it does potentially tie back into this. So Russell Wilson is officially mm. a Denver Bronco now. Mm. Uh the Seattle Seahawks traded Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. For Drew Locke, Noah Fant, uh, and one other player, I forget who it is off the off the um, tip of my tongue, but um, yeah, this is uh, and apparently they sent a bunch of first round picks as well. So 
you know, it even has you wondering what are the potentials of the Panthers trying to clear room and dollars so that way they might be in the market for a quarterback. I'll play a video later, but um, and I said this to CK before the show, there are still rumors about the Panthers' continued interest in Deshaun Watson, um, which is something that, I mean, even as, you know, as recent as an hour ago, I've heard more news about it. Joe Pershing just wrote uh, a bit about it in his most recent article for The Observer. So, you know, potentially this could be the Panthers stockpiling, um, you know, money and picks to be able to take on right. the contract of, of, a, of a bigger player, too. I saw a uh, tweet or, and I haven't verified any of this, you know, so I'm just looking at social media. And uh, I saw a tweet that said that they're suspecting that the Deshaun Watson will not end in criminal charges, which means like, hey, we can kind of proceed with this. Yeah. All of a sudden, this name, think about this, is Aaron Rodgers got what he wanted. Big payday. Yep. And to, you want to talk about something. That's actually the biggest news. The big news. I know the Russell Wilson trade is a lot of movement between two teams. Aaron Rodgers' contract is dope. I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan, and not because like he is so arrogant and shoving. Like, I mean, uh, I don't love that. This mug just signed a $200 million contract. Where they said this one hundred and I think it was like one fifty three or one forty three. My boy sent me the numbers. I'm about to pull it up, but he's gonna have a hundred. Like once he signs the deal, he's gonna make a hundred and forty three million dollars. Aaron Rodgers' contract might be the dopest contract in the history of the world. He's gonna make like ninety seven percent of it. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's what quarterbacks go for nowadays, man. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm not hating. I'm not hating. Think about this. He is about to make $143 million. $43 million just by signing a deal. Yep. So, um, real real quick, I I said let's just go ahead and, uh, you know, get this out of the way so that we don't have to spend the rest of the podcast (laughs) talking about this that we've been talking about forever. Right. Um, you mentioned Deshaun. Clarity on the Deshaun Watson legal situation and his eventual destination, which team in the Houston Texans going to trade him to. All of that is coming. First, the legal part of this, as colleague Tom Pelissero mentioned earlier, the district attorney investigating Deshaun Watson plans to present her case to the grand jury on Friday. Several women who filed criminal complaints against Deshaun Watson are expected to testify. Now, this is the same day that Watson uh, has his civil deposition, so expect him to plead the fifth. Uh, so the so what he says plead essentially the uh, in the civil lawsuit cannot be <clears throat> in the criminal uh, standard procedure when it, uh, as it pertains to the legal situation there. But as for Deshaun Watson, we should find out on Friday if he is going to be officially charged criminally. Now, Friday? There's the situation. Yeah. <laughs> Going to be traded, and from my understanding, Listen. his heart is still robust. One of the best quarterbacks in the NFL when he is on the field. Obviously, did not play last year, 
while the Houston Texans sorted his situation out. Uh, this is coming, and among the teams who are expected to have interest in Deshaun Watson, the Carolina Panthers, who've had interest really throughout, perhaps the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they could be interested as well. And there's a team in Seattle who may be interested. They have a quarterback need as well now. So, many so the more you hear that, the more it just kind of <clears throat> goes back to this thing where David Tepper uh, is is dead set on bringing a superstar quarterback to Carolina. Um, and this kind of ties in with another one of my points that I'll make a little bit later in the show um, revolving Charlotte FC. But I think it just speaks to the thirst that we have for the quarterback position and that we have to get better at that position. So I think right now, when you look at all these dollars that we've cleared, we're basically saying, okay, we know we have to fix the offensive line. We know we have to fix the quarterback position. Which order do you want to fix it in? Do you want to use those free agency dollars to get you some offensive linemen and then trade for a quarterback? Or do you want to take an offensive line in the draft? There's just a lot of options that the Panthers could could seemingly still go through right now. Do so. we really have the firepower to go get Deshaun Watson? No. Think about I mean, that. Yeah, it's like you, you are talking about free agency money, which is fine. Like, imagine if we would go and get every free agent offensive lineman we could. Do we have the firepower draft capital uh, to give them to? We don't got the first, uh, the seconds, and the thirds. Do we have the firepower to go all in? All in on Deshaun Watson is a sexy, sexy move. Oh, my gosh. Bring it to this podcast. Jesus. Lord Jesus. I pray for that. That would make the C3 Panthers podcast brilliant and wonderful. But is it really plausible? I don't I don't think so. I mean, not without mortgaging the future of the franchise. But I don't even think we have enough collateral. Like we're I going mean, you, into the bank future collateral to try to with, I mean you, you can only at, go so far ahead. Look at what you, know, the you can't Broncos be like, I'm gonna trade the next 10 first round picks. There's like a limit of no, but, three but the next years. two first round picks are pretty that's a per still a pretty hefty price. Yeah, I mean you're yeah. getting a really good pick. I mean this picks? year and you're looking at what would be you're going to be giving away uh, picks. I think three first rounds is probably the asking price at this point. I don't know they're going to get three. Um, you know, I think the standard I give right, three now right now is um, but, but I think it's going to also be that, you know, we would be getting getting rid of somebody like Christian McCaffrey, right? Because we wouldn't be able to eat the salary that Deshaun Watson has and keep a guy like Christian McCaffrey and have his salary on the box as well. We probably um, have to pay him to leave. I want the chat to tell us this. Tell us, chat. The number is 252-228-5098. What would it, what would it take right now to get Deshaun Watson? In the chat, the exact amount of picks, money, what are the terms like CK is saying? Like, hey, we can give you picks and a player. We, you know, some other things to juice the deal. But Deshaun Watson has not played in a bazillion. Imagine the pressure if you're Deshaun Watson and you come into an organization and they just gave up three first-round picks 
Christian McCaffrey and all this. Game one at home. Oh, my goodness gracious. What a pressure cooker. You might as well be in the Instapot. Yeah, by the way, I think something uh, interesting to, to, well, well, to go along with this discussion, and, yeah, we'll talk about Wagner here in a second, but uh, the Carolina Panthers are open to trading, uh, to trading anyone but Brian Burns. Wow. Uh, that, that that's something that has been reported. This is by Dean Jones of Cat Crave, but um, this is something that I've heard a lot too. That you know, it, the the Panthers are aware that they don't have a ton of firepower. So I think that's why you've heard rumors about Robbie Anderson uh, potentially being up on the trade block. And uh, this is all, honestly kind of a, a, a great segue into our next topic. Because the Panthers um, have gotten multiple calls, apparently, uh, about Christian McCaffrey and um, teams wanting to know his availability and if he would be willing to trade him. Uh, the, the Panthers are apparently asking for at least a first-round pick plus another piece. So, you know, uh, maybe a player to go along with Christian McCaffrey and uh, you know, basically, we have to wonder at this point whether or not it's worth it. You know, if if we're going to trade away assets, you know, would you rather get picks and potentially another player uh, in return for, you know, giving away a running back who has been, uh, you know, has missed, I believe, 23 of the last 33 games that the Carolina Panthers have played? So, I that mean, many has it been that many? Been yeah, it, it, it's, it's been that many. Man. Well, it's just two, it basically, it's two seasons. Yeah, he's two played seasons. Uh, a quarter of each season, right? Probably like four games out of 16. And Say the numbers been, again. Say those numbers one more time. The, the, how many he played? You yeah, just gave said, a great, so he, yeah, 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 yeah. He said, uh, He's played 23 of 33 games since, uh, uh, or he's missed 23 of 33 games since that breakout season they had. Um, I like this comment by Karen Choi, too. She said, Imagine building your entire team around the undersized running back just to end up eventually trading him away. Um, <laughs> oh, how fucking savage is that? So Jesus Christ. Karen yeah. Troy came out and brought, brought a bazooka out to this yeah. chat room. Jesus, savage. that is savage. Bro. That was 100% very but, savage. And it's the truth, too, man. I mean, it mm-hmm. really shows you that. Y'all got to clip that. Karen, if you don't clip that and tell us about this show, like with that YouTube joint, if you don't do that, I am still sending you a camo. <laughs> this is, you know, I, I, at this point in time, it really goes back to the any of this identity that the Panthers and Matt Rule have claimed to have had. It's really all been bullshit, you know. They had an identity that they wanted to be, a, a, you know, uh, an offense that got the football to Christian McCaffrey and spread out the football field. But as soon as you took him away, the rest of our offense just completely crumbled. My question to you is this. So let, let's look at it from a realistic perspective. If if another team is going to trade for Christian McCaffrey, more than likely it's going to be a contending football team. It has to be. That's the only right. thing that it helps. It so does not two, help him. 
two of the teams the that Chiefs, I have heard bro. mentioned. Put this no, 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 no. The two, two of the teams I've heard mentioned are the San Francisco 49ers and the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills have been in desperate oh. need of a running back. And, dude, can you imagine an upgrade like that at the quarterback position? Dude. That would be that would Christian be McCaffrey dumb. deserves to be a Kansas City Chief. Fuck that. Yeah. Get him out of here. Yeah. No, no I love Chris. I think the answer is to not trade him. I don't I, want to trade him. I think we need to just stick with him. Is look, you're paying them. You're not really gonna unload crazy amounts of money. You got a premier chip player. I don't want to get rid of him at all. I don't either. What do you I would rather cut a, a negligent ass linebacker or something else to keep Christian McCaffrey. Like if it's three million dollars that we're saving, then get the fuck out of here. Then I will find a way to make sure we got this great player, other than having two bums. Yeah. So here's the thing, though: is you put this mug on the Chiefs with Andy Reid who made LaShawn McCoy and all of that joint back in the day. Dude, Andy Reid had that Philly shit cooking. I'm telling you. I almost feel guilty for having Christian McCaffrey on this team. Yeah. It's like the Steve Smith saga. We just ruined a fucking phenomenally great player because we got Matt Rule as coach. Is the mindset behind keeping him that is like, shit, if we're either going to have a brand new free agent quarterback or a brand new quarterback through the draft, it's like you might as well just take a gamble on Christian staying healthy and, and just hope. Yes, like, and like, as, and he's the greatest fucking player in the league. Quarterback is, yeah. yeah. It mean, doesn't look, is saying, think about this. Imagine if you lived in a home where you had, um, a certain allowance for your, I'm at budget. Think about a budget, like your rent, your car, and this and that. And you had the most bomb ass diggity dog car on the block. And you could, man, like, all right, your pay went down. Uh, something happened in your life where you shrank a little bit. You weren't as cool as you were before. Like, I would feel like I would cut Netflix out before I sold my Mercedes. So what I'm trying to say is this, is that, like, yes, you could save eight bucks to kill Christian McCaffrey to another team, and it would help that team. He probably is going to have a bounce back. Like, why don't we trim the fat somewhere else? Well, well, the the so, flip side to that argument is, Tony, yeah. is that whenever you sell that Mercedes instead of cutting Netflix, now you can watch your Netflix on a 70-inch 4K flat screen TV in, in a yeah. recline, you know, in a leather uh, recliner. Come and on. That's the, that, right. that's the flip side right. of the argument. I mean, I guess the other part is progress. Greg put the progress argument up in there. And uh, uh, shout, shout out to Drew in the chat. He said, uh, put this up there. You would save $12 million against the cap this year. If you traded Christian McCaffrey, dead cap of seven to nine million, Drew says trade his ass. And I understand the logic of that too. It gives you opportunities to continue to bolster other positions. Like imagine, okay, let me ask you this, right? We've all fuck that, man. Fuck what? Sorry, I gotta tell my man Drew. 
We, you just cut Christian McCaffrey to free up space to sign Ian Thomas. No, but that's the exact made, number. He's at seven million dollars, eight million dollars. Like, I'm just sorry. I will <laughs> try to find a different way. I'm not selling my grandma's wedding ring first. I'm going to sell player like Stephon Gilmore or or, or Hassan Reddick. You know, but two not even close, man. Christian McCaffrey more valuable than both of those dudes. Oh, I disagree, man. I promise. No, Stephon Gilmore has been just as hurt as Christian McCaffrey. I don't want to hear that shit. He has been a piece of fucking glass. Glass. I disagree. I'm just going to disagree with this point. What we got to talk about else? Well, I mean. Oh, what's your conclusion about this? Should the Panthers trade Christian McCaffrey or not? My answer is absolutely no. I think this. We've already paid him. We paid the money. Let's fucking ride this bitch out. And he ain't even old. The other part is, is like, you know, I'd like to at least, maybe this is the optimism in me, but. Number one, I feel like uh, there's no shot that he's going to have the same issue a third year, right? Because these are all he's freak coming act- back, bro. These he's are all. Be I mean, they're they're freak. They were all freak, you know, injuries that were not related to one another. It's not like it was a, a recurring injury like Cam had on his foot or anything, or Greg or Olsen the shoulder had. or Abba. You know what? Neither of them were debilitating either, right? The and, kind of soft issue, like you feel like these are recoverable. Recoverable injuries, like if you got your arm ripped off and we put it back on, then I would talk to you. And let's talk about the idea that you know that we talked about. There's where there were question marks around whether CMC was actually injured towards the end of both of those years, right? How many of those games were just him being held out? And that's that's something like we were. It was the lost season already. There's no point. And you know, listen. I mean, I think that there is a reality to that as well. Um, I think that uh, there's also the reality that teams play us differently with Christian McCaffrey in the in the uh, lineup. Like it's just sure. the, he 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 changes how defenses scheme you, and he opens up so much more. And I think that that that's worth keeping on your team, especially number one. Another moving part to this is if we decide to go with the rookie QB or if we're going to keep Sam Darnold, right, or whatever that may be, whatever our QB situation is, having a Christian McCaffrey that is healthy is going to help tremendously. Um, and so we're going to find out, I guess, a little more about what uh, what any quarterback we get and what they're capable of doing. I'm hoping we you know, we can keep them upright because that's going to be the biggest challenge I think we're going to face. Yeah. And by the way, I, I started these two comments. Shout out Come to on, bring it, bring it. I'm he ready says for if, if McCaffrey goes to the Bills, uh, or mm-hmm. two, so why is all of a sudden he stays healthy throughout this season? Mm-hmm. He will, he will, up. he'll be the fucking stat, goat. Maybe. And Look, then I'm, Drew, I'm, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I'm ready for that. I was just gonna go ahead and put the other one, then I'll say it. Okay, so and then Drew with the comeback, he says, Hey, Tony, tell me the last time a high price running back led his team to a Super Bowl. I'll wait, and that's a dude, that's the point, man. These running backs, as good as they are. You don't win Super Bowls with high price running backs. It just doesn't happen, man. They're replaceable. Mm-hmm. And another good point that somebody made in the chat room, too. Let's just say this is the last year that it's possible for the Panthers to receive a first round draft pick 
in return for Christian McCaffrey. Theoretically, his value might never be higher than it is right now. So it goes back to that, no that one might be the best argument I've heard so far. Yeah, it's that like, might be the best argument, but I yeah. still have counter arguments then. Well, I mean, there's good points to both. I mean, no one's denying the man is incredible when he's healthy. He, I mean, the, our offense is night and day. Getting a 28th pick for him is not that cool, though. That's and that's the thing is, like, I it's love cool, CMC. but it's not like it might be money ball. But it ain't that cool. Well, the the heart in me wants to keep CNC, and that's my heart talking. But my head tells me that if I can get value now mm-hmm. out of him, it's oh, easier gosh. to replace him Greg because we haven't had him the for the last side. two years. I'm sorry. I, I love CMC, and I want him to stay. And if he stays, I want heart him side. to be more of a slot receiver. Yeah, and I saw an article the other day of Fitter talking about that, about him moving more to a slot receiver role if he stays with us. So F that, guys. F that. I'm going to tell you why. Here's why. Like, look, make great points. Value now. I do think that is, like, the best point that I've heard about the Christian McCaffrey debate is, like, next year if he gets hurt again, you ain't going to get shit for him. Yeah, you're not getting all right. and you're so paying that is, all that money for him. But the problem I have with that discussion is this, is that that's presupposing we're building in the right way for a long-term plan, right? Like you're playing chess, you know, looking ahead. But everything the Panthers have done has been looking for the now. They have been looking for, look, all these restructures and free agents. What? Are they restructuring Shank Thompson and Taylor Mutton's deal for two years from now? No, they're doing it for this year. All of these moves are short short term. We've seen this. Matt Rule has told us what is Matt Fool, whatever his damn name. I I don't even like to even look, think about. I don't even like to even see his face in my head anymore. And I feel bad about that. I don't even. I should not dislike somebody this much. Anyway, so everything they have showed us, Cody. Is short-term thinking. That's everything they've showed us. They have, in fact, the best thing we heard from Rap Mule was on WFNZ at the end of the season where he tried to explain the past plan, the past P-A-S-T plan. And it sounded awesome. And they didn't do it. He told us this plan they were going to do and they did not do it. Everything the Carolina Panthers have tried to say is they say we want to build for the future and they make moments for now. Yeah. Like, that's I'm, the fucking problem, bro. Can, can so I, that's I why I'm against it, bro. It's a yeah, now right, moment. And, and here, here's the thing. If we're on the back, the way I like to think about players is this. If we're on the back porch and we're picking teams, who are you picking? I'm picking Christian McCaffrey. So my point is this, is that Matt Fool has told us that he is trying to build it the right way, but everything he has shown us is for the right now. So they're going to try to get a quarterback. They're going to try to do something this. I want Christian McCaffrey then. I want him on this team. I would rather. So 
I don't think we're building for the long term. Trading him away, yeah, would be maybe right money ball, but not right right now for Matt Fool. Yeah, and then I'll just say this on Christian McCaffrey. If we're able to get a first-round pick, like let's say we end up drafting a quarterback, you take Malik Willis at six, and then you take a, you know, a good offensive lineman, maybe like a Trevor Penning later in the draft, and you know, you're able to continuously build on you know, both the quarterback and offensive line position. You also add on top of that, we might trade Robbie Anderson at some point down the road and get even more capital to be able to uh, get some more guys too. There's a lot of good running backs coming through the draft this year. There's really fast receivers. Like there are ways to continue to upgrade the offense without having to, you know, uh, be so dependent upon the players that we have right now. And we can free up some more money um, in the process. But I want to ask one question. One question. And that yep. is, all right, so one of the negatives about Christian McCaffrey is, is his position. So you don't like to sink so much money and cost into the running back position. It is, again, the money ball type perspective. But right now, Robbie Anderson is probably making the equivalent like if we pulled their contracts up on this one year basis, he probably is in the same ballpark as Christian McCaffrey. I'll pull it up. Pull it up, yeah. Who is? Wait, who is? I bet you. Look, uh, Robbie Anderson signed a two-year, thirty million deal. And this is off the top of my head, so he probably made sixteen million. And I wonder what Christian McCaffrey is slated to make. And I understand that the running back position is paid less than the wide receiver, but I would much rather allocate my $16 million to Christian McCaffrey than Robbie Anderson. That's what I'm trying to say is like, I understand the money ball argument, but we got to keep Christian McCaffrey. You're not, not going to get enough for him. It's like having a great baseball cord, that is worth a lot, but you don't have any buyers. So some assholes like I'll give you fifty bucks for it, and you next, need money. Next year, Robbie is know, scheduled to make ten million, and Christian McCaffrey's eight point four million next year. Robbie Anderson's gonna make more money than Christian McCaffrey. Isn't that crazy? All right, Christian McCaffrey right. has a higher signing bonus, but not by much, and it still puts Robbie An- Robbie Anderson signing so, bonus uh, in almost. Can you million. share it? Can you share the screen? Yeah. Let's see. Let's look at this contract real quick. That's my point here, man, is like, yes, like this sounds cool for Twitter GMs to say we need to trade Christian McCaffrey. But at the end of the day is like, are you really saving a million and a half bucks? Like, that's it? Then I'd just rather keep them. Yeah, so there's your salary crap right down. Sam Darnold. 18, 5, 18, 8, Robbie Anderson, 10, uh, Christian McCaffrey, 8, 4, DJ Moore, 11. That's that's the only ones who are making double digits, and Christian McCaffrey's not even in the double digits. The only one making double digits is DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Sam Darnold. Three highest-paid yep. players on our team. And, hey, um, so this is news that the chat room 
uh, broke to me. And then I went and found it and confirmed it on Twitter. Want to get everyone's opinion on this. Uh, today's been a big news day for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, eight-time All-Pro and Pro Bowl linebacker Bobby Wagner, a franchise icon. Uh, they are uh, informed him that they're releasing him. Wagner arrived in Seattle on the same 2012 day as Russell Wilson, now leaves on the same day. And I think, you know, the reason the reason Panther fans... Ooh, let's talk free, about these free, QBs. But yeah, but the reason about oh, these linebackers, the reason why Panther fans are freaking out about it is like there was always that comparison between oh, Bobby uh, Wagner no, and Luke Kingsley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, man, we're, we're missing Luke Kingsley terribly right now. And yeah, Bobby Wagner might still be a little long in the tooth, but man, if you put him right in the middle next to Shaq Thompson, you know that might not be a that might not be a bad signing for Carolina. I want to see that. You know why I want to see it is because I feel like um, Luke Keekley and Bobby Wagner are the Biggie Smalls and Tupac of linebackers. Like they're both like the greatest rappers you've had. Like, you know what I'm saying? But you just gravitate to one or the other because of whatever circumstances in your life. Like, I mean, obviously I'm East Coast, I'm from North Carolina, but my mom's from Queens. Like, I just try I like I think I'm cool for liking East Coast rap more. You know what I'm saying? Like a kind of a stick. But, like, if I was from California, I would have been probably all on that Tupac train like crazy. These two linebackers, like, are insanely, awesomely great. So, it's kind of like East Coast, West Coast on this. Would you be interested in bringing uh, Bobby Wagner on a two-year deal? Yes. I mean, like, why would you not? But still, it's a little late, a little long in the tooth, bro. Yeah, like, it's not gonna make me overly. Thank you. Yeah. Right, but you gotta the same. Hey. Look who's our middle linebacker. No one knows. <laughs> <laughs> Jermaine wow. Carter Jr. Um. Yeah, man, but uh. All right. Uh, All right. What's next? What we got to talk about next? Let's keep moving. We're going to keep moving. We're going to get this done. We got uh, uh, calls. The number is 252 228 5098. 252 228 5098. Aaron Rodgers um, not on the move, staying at home. Told you guys, bro. Told you he was not going to do that. Russell Wilson block, block buster trade from Seattle. To Denver. What's up with the Panthers, though, Cody? Tell us what's next. Yeah. So, um, well, uh, CK, you busy? Ooh. No, no, I just got back. Sorry, I took a step away. No, you're good. Um, see, we've uh, we're shaming we've you got, first. We, we've we've got these these people in the chat room, and dude, like, we want to talk about the Panthers. Because, you know, that's what this is. This is a Panthers podcast. And they're all like, oh, please shame us, Papa, with your golden voice. So <laughs> whatever, dude. It's like we want to talk about the Panthers. But if that's what y'all want, then fine. Just have what you want. Talk to these little dirty fools, CK. Talk to them. This is some bullshit. 
all these people getting quarterbacks and the Carolina Panthers just sitting here on a quarterback just what what do you call it? A, a drought? A quarterback drought? We haven't seen a good quarterback play in a Carolina Panthers uniform since Cam Newton 2017, and it's starting to get on my nerves. But you guys continue to show up. You watch the show every week. You listen to the show after we've gone live on Spotify or wherever we're at. I don't even know. We're all over the place. But you don't hit the like button on the YouTube. You don't hit that like button on that Spotify or whatever you whatever platform you're listening to your podcasts on. Why are you not subscribing? Why are you not hitting that like button? This next thing is meant for all of you motherfuckers. Subscriber shame. Subscriber shame. 126 strong viewers in the chat. 50 thumbs up. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe. Hit that notification bell. Hey, that gets us moving into algorithm, baby. Put some rhythm into our algorithm. That's what we need Ooh. you to do. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe for all your Panthers news and content. You know we're going to continue to bless you all year long with Panther news and opinion from the fan perspective. Tony Dunn, you asked me what is next on the docket. Do you want to go to the next topic or do you want Please. to pause? Type me. No, take me to the next topic and then I'll All get right, so, later. bro, we need to figure out what the hell is going on with oh, Rock Hill. Big time. Big time. And our this new, is a big, important story. Our new state, uh, you know, the training facility. Headquarters, yeah. Yeah, the headquarters for the Carolina Who is the Panthers. demon here? What I want to know is this. Who is the bad guy? Think about this. This is Robert Barron. David Tepper, like his like multi quadrillion gazillionaire, versus Little Rock Hill, South Carolina. Who's the bad guy? Yeah, so uh, the Charlotte or the Carolina Panthers are pausing work on the eight hundred million dollar practice facility and team headquarters in Rock Hill. Construction on the two hundred forty acre site began in summer two thousand twenty and was supposed to wrap up. Sometime in 2023, there was the article would later go on to say that given the economic realities, the difficult but prudent decision has been made to pause the project. The ongoing work will continue with our partners to find an economically acceptable solution for all parties to continue the project in Rock Hill. Um, so basically, this is an enormous public private development. Undoubtedly one of the largest and most expensive in the Carolinas. David Tepper said it's his goal to make the development not just for a team facility, but an entertainment destination where fans can connect and interact. Um, so uh, apparently the the uh, Rock Hill didn't put forth the money that they were supposed to in order for them to continue working. Um, a, a lot of people are wondering and speculating why didn't that money go through, you know? Uh, didn't you have people, you know, saying that this is embarrassing for Rock Hill? Uh, and, you know, really this it, this has a lot of egg on their face. But, I mean, I want to ask, ask you guys, what, who did you blame for this? Do you think this, um, you know, has signs of more misgivings? Or, you know, what, what does this mean to you all, you think? I want the other guys to take it because, like, I want to just get a natural reaction because I yeah, I'll, I'll be have happy big time me. feelings about this. 
I'll give you my natural reaction to this. Um, my natural reaction is initially David Tepper. Um, not because I think that Rock Hill isn't doing their part, right? Because I think that that's probably a big part of it. But I also think that Rock Hill is uh, is at basically the, the part where they're at fault is if they bid on this and they were able to say, hey, listen, we came to this agreement and they came to the agreement and they aren't following through with the terms. It's 100% on them. But from a person like who's looking at it from a small guy type of mindset, like, let's be real about it. Look at the money that David Tepper is making. And he's asking for a handout for his headquarters that he is going to profit from. Now, there might be some tax revenue that comes into the city, and that's where the value comes in for them, but they're not getting an investment share of this headquarters. Like, it's not like they're getting a percentage of it. So I believe, in my personal opinion, 100% of the cost should fall solely on the person getting the investment or putting who's going to be the 100% owner in the property, and that is David Tepper uh, or Tepper Sports and Entertainment. Yeah. By the way, our guy, our guy Nick Montero, uh, who works in construction and says the bad guy is the owner. Owner holds all responsibilities. He controls what gets installed and who installs it. A smart business owner would have planned accordingly. Mm. Um, now I, I'm also reading this article too. It's saying that the state of South Carolina is giving the team 115 million in tax breaks, uh, and York County is giving 225 million in tax breaks for the project's infrastructure. Um, yeah, go ahead, Greg. That's crazy. I was just gonna say I really didn't know how I felt about it. I was kind of on the fence, and I really needed a little more insight into it. But uh, CK, you just sold me. I'm on your side, buddy. I agree with you. Here's the thing: is that um, I guess it's sort of what language inside. I have so much opinions on this. Um, so they before announced you, it this before way. Before you go, they, Tony, can I add the last little message from Henry McMaster, the, sure. the governor? He says he's confident that the locals and the Panthers will, qu- will quickly resolve any outstanding issues and the construction will resume. So take that so for what it's worth. This, uh, like, like if we were multi-billionaires or whatever David Tepper is, the best description of him we would be is this is about liquidity a lot you know what i'm saying is like who's floating the cash at what time that's what it is and so they he said so the panthers are saying they didn't make this payment and then rock hill saying we didn't know we were supposed to make this payment but then you also have to think about this deal being struck in the context of pre-covid Tax revenues have probably gone down substantially, I would guess. I'm look, I'm watching David Tepper. I don't think he's making a bazillion dollars like he like I don't think he's just swimming in it right now. I mean, he is swimming, but like I'm looking at where his investments are. They're probably sounds, but I don't think that he's just swimming in the money. So I think this is a leverage move from Bo- from Tepper needing liquidity. Dude, Tepper and, is the richest owner in the NFL. Well, he yeah. was at one uh, some one point. I be you know who knows what he is now. I mean, he he bought this soccer team, right? He bought like all this, and maybe his wealth is going up, and I'm sure it's like increasing versus inflation. But some of this is just about the cash money. 
the straight cash money. That's what he is arguing with Ron Hill over. And I think some of it's got to do with like uh, who's gonna who's gonna pay for the power, who's gonna pay for the sewage. Yeah, it's like some some other things like this. But you got to think that Rock Hill is probably not just doing great right now in the p- pandemic. Dude, and this is do- just muscle back and forth. And I don't feel I'm tired of crying for rich people. I don't want to. And, and I'm not saying yeah. that I want their life to be worse. I'm not saying that. I don't want his life to be worse. But look. If David Tepper got the smallest violin in the room, I believe it. And I think we need to address this because I think there's a lot of belief that um, the mayor of Rock Hill actually yeah. <laughs> said some statements. The mayor of Rock Hill did not say that this, this that's all satirical. What you heard was absolutely hysterical. So but it I is have, great. This is I the best shit right, ever. I have, yeah. look, I have this right here. Uh, I actually shout out to Joe Riolano, co-founder of the C3 Panther podcast, is the one that sent this to me. As much as we wish that this shit was real, no. I'm sorry to tell you that it isn't. But this is it is, real. It is real. great nonetheless. Uh, the breaking, Rock Hill Mayor confirms no more payments to Panthers. Rock Hill's <laughs> identity is championship football, the mayor said. I told that billionaire with his handout that losing might be acceptable in Charlotte. <laughs> But not in football city USA. No playoffs, <laughs> no payments. Dude, that is could you imagine if the mayor actually said that shit? That might be the most legendary shit of all time. I would absolutely that have loved that. Real, man. I would have literally like had Rock Hill on my list of places I'd want to move to after hearing something like that. Like, this is it is one of the most legendary things though it's like it's just satire but it's like the best satire you can imagine i mean think about that. Like, that is a great joke like if you wrote that tweet you gotta walk out you 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 walking big chested homie into life he would go so on to say i simply told mr tepper that when he finds a quarterback we might find our checkbook. It's that simple. <laughs> I mean, look at that. Like, who is this person? We need to, um, we need the C3 Nation or whatever you call it. We need the C, we need these cats to go find us who this was. We need him on the show. We need yeah. to well, talk see, to right? the author of these tweets right here, A- Adam yeah. O'Daniel. That's well, Adam O'Daniel, you have a free welcome and a permanent invitation to this show. We need you on the show, bro. Straight up. That is the funniest. It's, it doesn't get much more funnier than that. Hey, um, just so you know, Tony, uh, Tepper is swimming in money. He is definitely swimming in money. In 2021, he was number 49 on the Forbes Top 400 for mil- uh, list. He's number 142 on the billionaires list in the world. And he's number three highest earnings fund manager. <laughs> like he's still swimming in money, man. This guy's I mean, got a yeah. net worth of $15.8 billion. Like this, this whole, like, it's doubled. it is doubled <laughs> like, since I said his name. This, yeah. this, this, whole, <laughs> right. This whole thing of, of like this whole stopping production on the rock hill. Just screams billionaire having a tantrum. 
like in my mind like mm-hmm. like here's the thing and i don't know if you guys have ever experienced this but people with money I, I used to work for wells fargo the worst people that you would ever talk to are people with money not because they had money they and they were cry cocky. louder than anybody they They're the are whiniest the biggest bitches. complainers when it comes yes. to a ten dollar charge that the bank assessed to them that everybody gets because they hit you know because they have certain requirements they are the ones that will call in 99% of the time. And this is to Te- Tepper's credit. And this is something, a lesson I've learned. Millionaires didn't become millionaires by giving away their fortune, right? Like True, there are some cheap-ass motherfuckers. Right. And and so there are, and even when they are altruistic, a nine times out of 10, it's for tax purposes, right? So let's be real right. about Like, these. here is the thing, is I don't want to criticize <laughs> anyone for giving away their money. Right. Like, I mean, like, I don't want to criticize someone for donating and or even investing. What I just don't want to hear is this, is that you're crying, you're you're pausing the production because our pocketbooks kind of shrank a little bit during COVID and Rock Hills didn't like I mean, like, it's just like who like, wait a second. Imagine if you go to dinner and we all are a little upset that we got it was a little bit more expensive we wanted. You know what I'm saying? Like we all could kind of afford to be there. We probably should not have gone there. But the motherfucker that has no like could he could buy the restaurant is like, oh my God, I cannot but man, it was just such a overinvestment. Oh my God, this check. Like he like went and complained at the Applebee's. He's like, two for twenty-two. Way too much. Do you do you kind of get the feeling that Tepper is at I don't even like him right now. I don't like him. Do you kind of get the feeling that Tepper is over owning an NFL franchise and his focuses are more on the just the profit side of it? So for instance, he's like he is no longer that like the the allure that he had of like, oh, I've always wanted to own a friend, you know, an NFL team. This is like a a bit, you know, a childhood dream come true. That's over, right? He's, He's not a retired bazillionaire, man. He's an active bazillionaire, right? And so He's my trying to is, parlay this shit into right. more and more and more money, which is why you're seeing, and that's where I'm saying, like, I could see the Panthers becoming a second thought to him. Is he going to get rid of it? No. Right, I think he's still going to maintain it because it's going to give him access to Bank of America. Like he could these. sell his own team out to subsidize some other venture. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he could sell <laughs> right. one child like, for like, another well, child. Like for instance, the 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 you know the the football club that you know may lead us into the next conversation. I don't know if we talked about yeah. it while I was away. Oh, come um, on, Cody, take us into that real quick. Yeah, after we, I got the call up too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but right. I mean, when you see what what Cody's about to talk about, I could see a legitimate scenario, an argument that can be made that David Tepper is way is going to have way more interest in the other venture, such as the concerts and this uh, this new football soccer team for those who aren't familiar mm, right with the point. football club. Um, so let's uh, let's let's talk about what uh, Cody wants to talk about and how big this is for Charlotte. Yeah. So listen, I mean, I'm in Charlotte. Okay, I, I mean, you know, the, the guys know they've been to my house before. I'm a hop, skip, and a jump away from Panthers. It's so stadium. close. We can walk to the stadium. 
so when I tell you that Charlotte was a buzz with you know for the for the home opener of Charlotte FC, and I mean I'm telling you, man, it was reported. I mean, it, it was a real moment for Bank of America Stadium. I'll play a video here in a second, but it broke MLS attendance records at 74,479. That's the most for any North American soccer game that has ever been, uh, you know, ever been attended on North American soil. It's a big deal for the MLS in general. But when you look at some of the videos that were coming out and, and how filled up, that stadium was with black and blue. Look, this is just a taste of it. The PA system actually went out during the national anthem. So the entire crowd finished the national anthem for them. I mean, that is a stadium full of people. And I, I get that that's his new passion project. That's his new, you know, that's his new baby. That's his new toy, as Trill One would say. But if you're David Tepper, doesn't that give you a great vision as to what this Panther fan base could look like if you just reinvigorate us, man? If you get this team going and competing like they should, and dominating like they should, Charlotte is a sports town. We're a sports town, man. People want to come and be a part of the atmosphere that we have here. And when you have a dedicated fan base, there's no reason like it couldn't that it couldn't be that way for us every single Sunday. Every single Sunday with a loud, boisterous fan base that's majority Panther fans, like David Tepper was there, in my mind, you have to look at it and, and, and go, how was that not a vision for, obviously, one, what his soccer team that he just bought could end up being? But also, man, if you continue to make the Panther fan base excited, we can go back to this in no time, y'all. Being one of the loudest stadiums in the NFL, being known as one of the better fan bases in the NFL, like, it's all out in front of us. And I'm hoping that this put a fire under David Tepper's ass, that this doesn't have to be out of reach for Panther fans to be absolutely packing Bank of America Sun up uh, a Bank of America Stadium every Sunday. So I don't know, man. I thought this was a cold moment for, for Charlotte, a cold moment for Charlotte FC. We're we're 0 and 2, so we we've yet to catch our first W, but I don't know. I just thought that it was a, a, a cool thing and it showed potential for how you can continue to build a sports city here in Charlotte. Yeah, I think well, it's, uh, it's it's really cool to see that because, um, you know, number one, I think it, 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 I, I'm less excited about the process. I, I, I think that there has been so much effort put into trying to get this Panthers fan base to be uh, of the same level of of a, a Chiefs fan base or a Seahawks fan base, but it's 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 kind of fallen on deaf ears to some degree. It's definitely gotten better. I mean, there's an entire organization dedicated to changing the culture, which is the the Roaring Riot, the Roaring Riot. If I could speak today, 
Um, and, uh, and, and it's still, you still have empty stadiums. You still have people selling their tickets. I, I, I don't know what the solution is. My only reason for thinking that maybe this is like, you see this happening is because right now this isn't an investment opportunity for anybody. Like the, the, the football team that, I mean, the soccer team is not an investment opportunity. People aren't going to be buying tickets to sell at an inflated price because you're not these price these tickets probably are pretty affordable, right? Which means what you're seeing in that stadium is all fans of the Charlotte team because number one, it's affordable tickets, and number yeah. two, you're not having PSLs with these, literally. This is just people that like the experience that ex- first time. This is right. not real. Right. right. And, but even beyond that, right now, the, the Carolina Panther, and it's similar to with SoFi Stadium, right? This is literally an investment opportunity for people who've purchased these season tickets. There's a large. You have to buy people. the. Are they doing PSLs for that? Uh, not for this, I don't think. I could be wrong, but I don't think. How does are. it. How does that. That would be. I'm interested in that. I'm not actually sure, but. Man, I, I'm trying to find some more videos. Of I want to tell it, you it, this it was, is I don't care. All right, look, I'm gonna be the Debbie Downer of this joint. Of course. First of all, soccer, football is like football. not that cool. Number one. Uh, number two is shot? this. I know it's the world's most popular sport. I know everybody's like this. this is my my boy? He always says this. He's like, you hate on the world's most popular sport <laughs> you're the only person in the world nah but i think this is kind of fake um and when i say no i, I don't want to shit on the fans here this is again i'm going back and shitting on david tepper in this this is taking advantage of us um these people right here just want an experience mm-hmm they wanted to go to a movie. It's like, hey, uh, I saw Greg talk about this one time, or maybe he said this on our show. He's like, I'm going to go see this movie no matter what. I think I was watching your podcast and you said this or something. Mm-hmm. It was like, um, I I like this genre of joint. I'm going to go. And the movie might be great. It might not be great. I'm going to go no matter. They already got my money is what you mm-hmm. told me. I think this bazillion fan experience right here is just that is people who wanted that experience opening night. Yes. Um, but here put together. Look, first of all, I, I'm not, I'm not driving to Charlotte to go see this team. I don't like soccer though, you know, but, but here's the thing is I think this is like groundswell original and I hope it works out for actually, you know what? Fuck that. No, I hope it fucking sucks. I hope oh, they are on, terrible. I hope they're terrible. And that forces leverage on David Tepper to make the Panthers better. Well, I don't want to see this guy balance out sucky ass Carolina Panthers football with some basic ass soccer. Tony, Sorry. be careful what you ask for, bro, because if that happens. And he's put this money in this. Guess what? This market in Charlotte failed him, and he's going to another location, and he's taking mm-hmm. the Panthers with him. Probably. Bro, they if they lose eight games, man, all the right. First of all, like what that. city? Yes, exactly. And what city like is a soccer? Today. Think about how the fucking Carolina Hurricanes have won a Stanley Cup. 
they have won the greatest honor. But if you go four or five years without the Panth- um, the Hurricanes winning that much, I mean, look, I just think this is there's not an established culture for the football in professional sports in America. So it's already difficult. I just think this is a portrait right here. I'm not overly excited about. Can I tell you why I disagree? Well, go ahead, Greg. Go ahead, Greg. I, yeah, I was Greg's just saying, trying to do this. I, I lived in Charlotte and I love Charlotte. And to a certain extent, Charlotte is a sports town. Cody, I see what you're saying, but it's kind of not to think about it. The Hornets were driven out of town the year they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. So winning wasn't even a big deal and basketball tickets. When I lived down there, you could get into a Bobcats <clears throat> game for five bucks. Like it's people don't want to go unless teams are winning. And we, even with the Hornets, when they were, people don't want to go to some games sometimes. Now, I know with the Hornets leaving, that was a different type deal. It wasn't just the fans. It was the owner, too. Something about them not building a new stadium. So he moved on to the team away. But I, I just I feel like. Carolina is a bunch of fair weather fans. They really are. I hate to say mm-hmm. it. And I, lo- I love the Carolinas. I lived here my whole life. Love North Carolina. Love the Carolina. Well, teams. isn't but every fan of fa- like, I think every fan base no. is sort of a fair weather game, fan. Every yeah. fan base is a fair weather fan base until the team starts winning consistently enough that all those fans come to expect wins. And awesome. then, and then, you know, you build up these, these types of, but it has to be a, a really cultural. It has to be a good like. Does soccer have the cachet? Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I Here, so. think about this: is football? Think about this: is football is the most watched sport in America? Like, I mean, the like you look at the ratings that they get, like, and the NFL is the dominant force. Like, we will watch. I will watch a shitty NFL game. Over a great baseball game. Oh, for sure. Right, think about that. Yeah, like, you know, man, it's Thursday. Like, I mean, look, it's the biggest draw. It's the biggest fucking draw there is on the earth right now, or at least in American society. My point here is this. Is like this picture you put up of this stadium packed is cool. Like, that's a cool moment. But I don't think it's emblematic of what soccer can be soccer can never it don't matter if this was the best two soccer teams in the bullshit of all right tell me you put their championship soccer night up like whatever this is say this team went undefeated they did the best soccer shit that has ever happened in the history of soccer and I would still watch a shitty Thursday night Browns versus Saints game over them. That's your preferred. That's your preferred. No, the world. I, it's not me. It's America. No, America let me tell you why. would not why. Tell is me this. To I'll tell you. I'll tell you what needs to happen. One, and this is why David Tepper made the investment. <laughs> Listen, I don't care what anyone says. Because he just wants to sell soda, bro. He wants to sell beer. He wants to No, I don't mean don't give a fuck about these players. It's about getting those butts in that goddamn stadium. There's one thing that you're missing. Oh, yeah, because we're all wearing soccer jerseys tomorrow. No country has better athletes than the United States of America. And if soccer ever did, 
catch on in America. Name one player on this team. Name one player on this team. Tell me his name. Tell me one player on this fucking team. You were up here telling me how 74,000 people here. Tell me one player on that team. You have to make an investment in the football team to get fans excited about it. You have to have a vision for the future about it. I do hope that they're successful, man. Imagine so investing $70 billion or whatever they're going to do, and you don't even know one player on that team. Tell me. It, oh, it's so cool. Now, I'm so ready. Is irrelevant. If they start to get fucking good and, and the MLS actually starts to get big-name soccer players to come and play football over here, Dude, there's no reason why, why Charlotte oh, couldn't have a really big impact in soccer. Also, we have a very large Hispanic community here. We have a very uh, young community in Charlotte. People moving here, too. Hey, Can't man, wait for I'm, them to start cheering for it, a football player, not a football player. But, but Tony, you walked away when I made my main point. My main point was this needs to fucking show David Tepper what the Panthers games could be looking like. That there is no reason why I've been in a game that looked like this. I'm so not in a long so time. Sure. You haven't seen it like this in a long time. And that's the I point feel that like this is that the fact incentive for David Tepper to get the Carolina Panthers on right. the right track. Because I agree be with like you. I agree with you. Is that we should be embarrassed as a football team. That the football team brings in more soda sales. Soccer is more fun than baseball. How about that? Not at all. No. Yes, and I'm American, man. And you must hate apple pie. Let's go to the calls. The number is 252-228-5098. The number is 252-228-5098. Cody, I'll tell you later my three-part plan for fixing World Cup. I have it. Make me the oh, commissioner. The Oh yeah, I will fix the, the American most team popular. or like the whole thing. No, the, the world. The world I can fix broken? the game. Yes, hashtag World Cup broken. Hashtag World Is Cup. Is this going to be your story about putting jockeys on yep, horses? Yep, that's it. Ah, right, let's go to the calls. Let's go to the So, what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty. Sh- you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So, how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good, like. Tony, this is your mother, Mother Dunn. <laughs> you know, Tony, ever since you were a little kid, you always wore those little tutus, and I knew that you were always a little out there, but, you know, oh, uh, I should have swallowed. Just <laughs> uh, it started boy, funny. Well, I can't even call you my boy. You always wore the tutus. You know, I should have swallowed. How, how can you say that that could be our next quarterback? Who? But, Tony... I, I I know uh, you've always been camsexual, and you know you've always been talking about Teddy Bridgewater's big day. But uh, Tony, <laughs> listen to the show at least. Little Bobo Bushka, you know, Tony, what are you doing? I should have swallowed. <laughs> uh, funny. 
And then he gets cut. Um, you know, and then I mean, if he doesn't do anything this year, it's a very high possibility it's going to be his last year in the league or his last year with significant playing time. So, so I just think that's a really interesting thing and really neat. And that'd be really cool if it happens. My man said he uh, yeah, could. We paid him eight. All right, this is like. Um, so imagine if you gave someone the option to bet a significant amount of money, but they could win a lot. You know, so I'm going to give you this amount of money, but. Can, we paid him. We bet on Ian Thomas eight million dollars, and like the max payoff might be just one touchdown. <laughs> like that's what he's saying. Is like this mug could actually finish his time in uh, Carolina with less than six touch, like less than the money we paid him and millions of dollars. You paying him to be a tight end? I don't know. I don't, you know, the one thing I don't like about the Ian Thomas narrative is this, is like, he's a good blocker now. Like, that irritates the shit out of me, is that he was supposed to become better at that. That was his weakness. So you're trying to tell me a guy we drafted and we thought was going to be a pass-catching athletic tight end is like, oh, we're paying him $8 million just being a blocker. Might as well give fucking pay man hurts. Yeah. All right. I mean, I don't know, man. I, dude, I, not, none I'm of us underwhelmed. Very, I'm rooting for none of us but, were very uh, happy with Ian, with Ian Thomas's new contract. Uh, felt that it's it was the money. Old. It's not him. It's the money. It's not him. I'm not even trying to shit on him. It's just a little rich. A little rich, but God bless him. Hopefully, if we hang out, bro. You pick up the time. 252-228-5098. What's good, fellas? It's Corey calling in. Uh, uh, just just uh, dropped the Aaron Rodgers news. Just saw that. Uh, so I know you guys are probably talking about that. Um, and, and when I saw it, first thing that came to my mind was call for Jordan Love. Let's go. Let's see what the asking price is. You know what I'm saying? Great call. Young quarterback. Good call. Uh, who hasn't, hasn't um, shown his, his full potential in the league. Let's see what he can, we can get for him. Um, but then the next thought I had was, okay, Green Bay is willing to, you know, commit to 150 plus million guaranteed to this, uh, how old is Aaron Rodgers? Like 38, 37, something like that. You know, like a guy who's obviously near the end of his career. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is great. He's Aaron Rodgers MVP, all that good stuff. But, you know, somebody who they haven't seen the success with at the age that they wanted to see. Um, so, I mean, it, to me, it seems like they just don't have the faith in Jordan Love. Like they, they're the ones that've seen him at practice every day, um, you know. And, and if they're willing to drop two hundred million on Aaron Rodgers for four years, rather than you know play have Jordan Love for the next four years, I feel like that speaks volumes too. So, so what do y'all think, man? Would would, would you? I mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to the fans calling about Jordan Love anyway, because like what like we're calling about fucking Mitch Trubisky 
Sure, sure. And Kirk Cousins. Good point. Get with Jordan Love, but but how would you feel if how, how would you feel about Jordan Love as a prospect for the Panthers? Like, do you think that this is more telling that the the Packers are willing to sink all this money into Aaron Rodgers at his age, or is it just you know Aaron Rodgers? You you do whatever you can to keep him, and you know Jordan Love could potentially be somebody too. Uh, let me know what y'all think, man. Appreciate all the copy y'all put out, man. I think we all would love to know who Jordan Love is. We would all love to know who Jordan Love is. But the uh, the Green Bay Packers know that Aaron Rodgers is the straight biz, bro. Like, I mean, I mean they're like, in a row. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, it's like this is they'd be silly not to. This contract, though, CK, my mug got $200 million, but a hundred. My boy sent it to me earlier. It's like 158 guaranteed. He's got 38, 38 million per year guaranteed. Tell me, All right. tell me. I'm Cam rooting Newton. for Aaron Rodgers. Like this dude just fucking broke the bank, huh, man? All right, but tell me, tell me, Cam Newton didn't looking at this and just being like, "What the fuck happened to me?" Like, like did, was it the vegetarian? Was it going vegan? Was that what it was? Because I mean, I'll be honest with you. There's a large study that has been done on athletes that have gone vegan, and a large portion of them have had their careers cut short because really? of injury, and prior to that, weren't injury-prone whatsoever. Is Aaron Rodgers a meat eater? I, I'm pretty sure he is. <laughs> I mean, I'm just... <laughs> I was like, just I, wondering, like, is he a super meat eater? But the difference is... with him is, like, he isn't, like, taking the hits like Cam Newton was. Cam Newton was putting his body on the line every single play, every single red zone, everything like right that. we all wanted we were hoping that cam newton would become the greatest quarterback in the history of the world and he was for us for a moment mm-hmm. but aaron Rodgers has arguably been the best quarterback look aaron Rodgers, like we we tried to sleep on him for a, a year when he got hurt that year but he has been that kind of, like he's never been a dude He's been been better than Russell Wilson. And we'll talk about that trade next. We can do what like however you want to do it. Is Aaron Rodgers at one point was like the only reason we don't say he's the best is because he don't got all the championships. Like that's the only reason. Like if I pick my player, I'm like, man, I kind of want that dude. Aaron Rodgers has been that guy. And what I love, I like shrewd negotiators. I like a dude who gets his money. And Aaron Rodgers is a diva. He is. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's a me, dude. Like, he needs this now. He came into the league. He got fucked. Like, Alex Smith and that whole was so weird. If you went back and watched the Aaron Rodgers draft with the green room, it was so uncomfortable. You know, he's supposed to be picked, like, in the top five. And then that's like 28. I mean, it was like, or man, it was a long time. They kept showing Aaron Rodgers. That's all they did. And we didn't have the coverage that we did. They drafted Alex Smith ahead of him. He has played on, he's been a, then he went to an organization where he had to play behind Brett Favre. He had to wait, 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 wait his turn. He has played with a fucking arrogant chip on his shoulder the entire time. And he's been a boss, bro. He's a boss. And yeah, he's back I love to back MVP. Shrewd negotiator. He is one of the few people I ever heard do this, guys. Like back right before he got the injury when he was at the peak peak. Like you were like draft, you would draft him in your fantasy league, like 
top. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you remember when, when Tom Brady was with Randy Moss, he would pick him in the first round. He'd be fine. Aaron Rodgers was at that peak, and he was trying to get a clause added to his contract that said uh, when Matt's in it, I think it might have been the Matt Stafford deal that did it. So Matt Stafford or somebody signed a deal that kind of reset the market. And Aaron Rodgers was like, fuck that, bro. I'm better than Matt Stafford. He should not be making more money than me. And he tried to get an escalator put in his contract. Anytime somebody, a quarterback, got paid more than him, he could renegotiate his deal. And people are like, oh, greedy ass. Nah, that's shrewd. That's good. I'm I like Aaron Rodgers. He's weird. Don't love him. But fuck it, man. That dude balls. And I actually think my quarterback should be a dick. Turns out you don't need to be a good, nice dude. You need to be the arrogant fuckhead. I think it for my I don't think you need to be the one way. Just be a good fucking football player. Tell uh, me the humble quarterback that won the championship last. Drew Brees? Uh, Nick Foles. Is it Drew Brees? Russell Wilson. Mm. Mm. Is he? Yeah. I was just okay. Yeah, I'll awful. give you Russell. How, what, uh, what year was Matt that? Stafford. Not, uh, ooh, okay, I'll give you that. Oh, well, one well, nice. You just fucked mm. my argument He's up. So right. mm-hmm. what, what about, uh, Dang, what about thanks, the backup man. for the Philadelphia Eagles? Nick Foles? He already yeah, said that, it. Yeah. CK, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then that was way longer. All right. 252-228-5098. Let's go to the next call. What's up, fellas? This is Smooth C from the Electric City. What's up, How's Smooth going? A uh, couple questions I'd like to hear guys' opinions on. Um, one is, uh, what do you think about the Panthers maybe looking at Jordan Love? What, what do you think about oh, someone oh, like yeah, that? Oh, yeah, we got to come back to this. Our last caller said this. Um, we got another question is, uh, or why does somewhere. it take so long to get y'all's podcast to post on the Odyssey app? Because I'm an asshole and sometimes I forget to do podcast it. Post. Man. And, uh, <laughs> fuck Joe Bright, bye. Hey, let's go, Brandon. Good <laughs> um, No, so sometimes, all right, so the way the podcast rolls is we start at nine. It goes to an ungodly time. I download it right after some t- where I try to. And then I have to upload it. It takes like a little bit of time to process. And sometimes I go to bed and forget that's still processing. And I think I post it and I don't think about it. And I go on Thursday, I wake up. I'm like, oh, shit. Forgot to hit publish. <laughs> that's what I, that's what you want to know why? That's exactly why is sometimes my ass stays up to an unhealthy time to hit publish. Sometimes I remember in the morning when I wake up. And sometimes this asshole forgets and on Thursday goes, oh, shit. Now, let's go back to Jordan Love. Who the fuck knows? That's what I want to know. It's like, who the hell knows? Should we trade for Jordan Love? Should we Mm. not? Nobody knows. It is... The biggest, it's a, it's like, I don't know. Do you want a blind, it's a blind date. That's what it is. It's a blind Mm. date. I agree. Uh, I mean, yeah, listen, it's, you know, when it comes to Jordan Love, 
he was the type of guy that coming out in the draft had a ton of talent, an incredible arm, but very inconsistent film. I would say far more so even than a guy like Malik Willis coming out in this year's draft. Uh, he has been behind Aaron Rodgers for the past, you know, two years now, what, two or three years now. Um, and I don't know. I think the, the, the difficult thing is that you truly don't know what kind of player you're getting. If he's ready to actually step up and be an NFL starter. Um, honestly, if he's not, I don't think that spells very well for his career. Uh, you know, if you're not ready at this point, like how long would you need? You know, he was hoping that the Packers would be done with Rodgers at this point. Um, I don't know where they go with him. I know one thing, even if you feel like you might be able to get a little bit of juice out of that squeeze, you have to understand there's no way that the Panthers would go for it. They're either going to draft um, one, they're either going to draft okay. one, or like if that. they're going to go out and, and get a free agent quarterback or trade for one, they're not going to give up pieces for another unproven quarterback. They would you say they're not Bowman. in love? Yeah, I would say they're really not in love. I would say they're probably not even in like, if I'm being very honest with you. But it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. I don't think it'll be the Panthers, but I, I do think that someone might try and take a flyer on him. All right, next call. Hey, guys, Chuck from Elizabeth City, a.k.a. Chuck. Carolina Sports Guy. Oh, man, you guys got me riled up tonight. First of all, bad daddy, the Charlotte Hornets have never made the Eastern Conference Finals. One of about three teams that have never. The Clippers, New Orleans Pelicans, and us have never made the Eastern Conference or Western Conference Finals. Check the year they had the Baron Davis. I have series to before the Conference Finals. Okay, that might be what I'm talking about. Um, but that. the He's problem with right. the Hornets is they've never established a winning culture. They've never been able to win more than one series. Uh, True. It, ever in their history and that's been the biggest problem because it is a basketball state if you remember when the team first came they sold out like crap i mean it was just crazy hurricane struggled very bad hockey market the whole nine yards they won the stanley cup fans are there they started losing again fans went away they are getting ready to be four or five years straight in the playoffs not as why that stadium is 90 percent on more capacity filled up in raleigh every game they have a great team, and I think that's one thing you can look at the Hurricanes. We thought the Panthers the year we were 15-1, and one, had Cam and had Luke. We saw us finally breaking that, uh, never having two winning seasons in a row, and we thought we were going to go on a streak of four or five years in the playoffs in a row and make a couple Super Bowls and win one. And if that would have happened, we would have had fans who would have been stuck like glue it wouldn't matter if we won or lost like chicago like detroit like these cities have had teams and tony you're wrong about the soccer team as boring as it can be the one reason why it's going to succeed charlotte's a hipster town people love to drink that game can end zero zero or one nothing loss and as long as people get to sing and dance and go to that stadium drink a bunch of beer and be around a bunch of people and just get plastered, they're going to enjoy right. the experience, and that's why it's going to succeed. So it's and like a minor league baseball why game. Soccer came and not baseball because baseball is aging out, and yes. uh, I think that's the one sport that we could support, but probably will never get. But anyway, that's all I wanted to say. You guys really got me riled up tonight. There. 
Chuck, fantastic call, <laughs> good man. Good call. So, yeah, good so call. Chuck, you have the vision that Tony Dunn lacks. That's what I'm saying, man. You get a bunch of people, give them a reason to drink some beer, to sing some songs, to do some dances. Dude, I'm telling you, man, this is going to end up being a great thing for the city. It's going to bring young people into the city, you know? By the way, and just like being around Charlotte, I can't tell you how many people, um, both male and female, that I've met that tell me that they played soccer in college. You know, soccer is more of a young person's sport. And oh, yeah. Charlotte is a Charlotte is a young people's city. Um, and, and you know, I, I agree with that notion too that he was saying that if the Panthers would have won, if we would have had that that Super Bowl championship, we would have built something here that you know could still be going on to this day. So yeah, man, I I'm hundred percent think that this uh, Charlotte FC is a good thing for not only soccer in America, but for Charlotte in general. Look. I am not as big of an anti-soccer fan as Tony is. I actually don't mind soccer at all. Watching the game is fine with me. It's just not something that I follow. But the way y'all just described what you go to do and have a good time is exactly the same reason that I go to a minor league baseball game here where I'm at. And I can almost guarantee you, yes, baseball is kind of a dying, uh, aging out sport, but I can almost guarantee if you put a minor league baseball team in Charlotte right there. But they have one. It's the Knights. They got it right there. Oh, okay. The Knights is, yeah, it's right across the street. Okay. They're well, fun. Yeah, I mean, look, it's all those sports are just experience only. Yeah. That's what they are. They're experience only. You're like, hmm. there ain't no podcast for the Kenston Wood Dogs. Yeah, but and I'm the, sorry. The, the caller was talking about uh, Charlotte FC. You get a bunch of people to get into the stadium, give them a, ring, a reason to sing and dance. And drink yeah. beer next to one another. Experience. Yeah, I think it's going to continue to be successful for. Oh, it will a long be, time. but it's not going to be like what y'all saw. But anyway, uh, let's All go to the right. next call. Hey guys, it's Joey. Joey, hey, and I got to ask a question, Tony. What the hell kind of Italian are you if you talk so much shit about soccer, dude? Like, give us yeah. a chance, man. It's like. Soccer is, like, I always wanted to know why it was so popular, because it is a low-scoring game, and Americans just don't want, I mean, hell, Americans like basketball, which I don't really like basketball. Like, I tried to get into it, but damn, it's just so fast-paced. All the fucking math you have to do to keep track of the points, who's winning. I don't want to do that shit. I graduated from school in 2019. I don't want to watch sports and do more math. Anyway, so um, soccer's great in that regard because there's only one way to score and it's only worth one point. But man, that Cody is so right. The energy in that stadium, I have no, never. No, I don't no, think no. I've ever experienced. Maybe in 2015, when we went like when we kept on getting undefeated, like when we kept on winning games and it was like, the errors of, oh my God, like we're so undefeated. Like, what are we going to lose? What are we going to lose? Just do it, get it over with. And like, we'd be undefeated. Everybody would be super happy. This is my like, eyes. Like, Sweet right Caroline would play in that stadium and never be empty. Dude, like I had, the we had 
to wait to let two or three light. We had to let two light rail trains go by because there just wasn't enough room. I have, that has not happened with the Panthers since. I would say the first half of 2018. If he didn't roar, I would cut his call but, off right now. And and now, like 2021, hell, I mean, the trains weren't even that full. I mean, you would get more people on the train for, I don't know, some random art festival. This is only out of respect, Joey. But, yeah, dude. That ain't cut his call off. Is, I think it'll catch on in 10 years. And you were talking about the Hispanic community. I'll have to call, probably have to call again and talk about this. But yeah, this conversation's right up my alley. I, you know, I always talk shit about Fairweather fans. You better not call me one. Because I was in Miami and I still did that rule under the bridge. I'm about to call you up. Wow, wow, wow. Out of here. Get the fuck out of here with this, Joey Blind Panther. He's blind. He's mad he because this shit. man knows what he's talking about. No, nothing. Look, I was at, I saw this tweet, somebody, some asshole, whoever this guy was. And then somebody that was semi important said, it was like Nick Wilton or it was like somebody that worked with a radio station. Not like super important. It's not like Adam, Adam Schefter. Actually, he sucks too. But um, they were like, oh, uh, this was the best fan experience I've ever had in the history of Bank of America. Right? Did you guys see that tweet that was floating around where the guy was like, is there anything better? And some people, he said, better or comparable to the NFC Championship game. And I'm sorry. Like, you may have wanted it to be like that. And I'm sure it was a very festive environment. But I cannot in my whole entire life believe that the opening game of a minor league, so- was it a major league soccer team, whatever. We don't, I don't even know the name of the fucking MLS, league. MLS, major league soccer. Yeah. Get to know him, Tony. The NFC Championship game where we smoked the fucking Cardinals, bro. I was there. Luke Keekley, like the best season you were, and he was talking about that season of uh, 15 and 1. We hosted an NFC Championship game and we beat the fuck out of the Cardinals. That stadium in the biggest moment. I just don't think an opener for a side sport in America could be anywhere comparable to the entry gate to the Super Bowl for the most popular sport in America. It don't even make sense. So I was at that game and I almost felt uncomfortable, bro. I was in the upper deck, which is fine. Now, I don't mind sitting up. I mean, I don't love it, but like, hey, I ain't got no problem. I, you could feel the stadium flexing, bro. Flexing. Like, I was like, oh, God, is this bitch going to come? It, like, you were a little bit worried for a moment. That mug would collapse. It was dope, dude. Best sporting experience I've ever had. I want to go around the horn 
What's the best sporting experience you've ever had? I think about that. Mm. Mine's got to be um, my experience with uh, with. I mean, it's not to the same level, but this is my only time experiencing this in person. Um, and that was the uh, Monday night football game during that same season when we went into overtime against the Colts, and mm. Luke got the That's interception uh, to basically seal the deal and uh, send us home with a dub to keep that undefeated streak alive. That was raining. It was Monday night football on prime time. Yeah. That's gotta be a top. Are, are we talking best sports experience or best football experience? No sports in general, like the okay. best sporting and moment you've ever had. Okay. Then I'd have to go with, uh, when I was in the army, the WWE does the tribute for the troops and I okay. got to sit front row and I got to, you know, meet all the wrestlers and everything. Yeah. Really cool. So that was the best sport experience that I ever had. What year was that? Was amazing. Uh, Who were some of the people? Tell us about it. Uh, I got to work out and meet with John Cena. Uh, I got pictures and all kinds of stuff. Basically, everybody in the WWE then, man. Um, what of, year was that? Like, roughly. Just it roughly. It was 2010. 10 years, 20 12. years. Yeah. 2011. About 12. 10 years ago. 11 area. years yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. It, it was an awesome um, my Cody, uh, if you got what's your best sporting is, uh, attendance? Yeah, so I've been to far more concerts in my life than I actually have a sporting experience. Right. Uh, but I will say though that in uh, in 2010, the UFC came to Charlotte. Uh, I was in college. At is this the time. where you met Joe Rogan? Yeah, this is where I met Joe Rogan. I met Dana White too. Um, nice. I went to the I went to the weigh-ins. And I asked Dana White if I could interview him for a uh, for a project that I was doing in college. So the very next night after the UFC fight was over, I went downtown to Strike City Bowling. It's a bowling alley in Uptown Charlotte, and I went and got to hang out with uh, Dana White, uh, Joe Rogan. I got to interview him. Uh, I did a video that's still on YouTube. I might um, make that public one day. Uh, but yeah, I got to interview Dana White, met Joe Rogan, got to eat a bunch of food. Uh, yeah, it was it was a damn good time. Um, so Bye like I it. said, awesome, man. that is an awesome uh, yeah. experience. It's out. Look, everybody's on. We could do best. We're not doing best con- con- concerts tonight. Huh. We'll do that on another night. That we one of our debate our takes. But um, I have a um. I guess a uh, what are they a notable mention? What do they call it? A notable mention? Yeah. Um, I was at this in 1999 uh, during Hurricane Floyd. Right, so Hurricane Floyd fucked up Eastern North Carolina, it destroyed Greenville, North Carolina. We're out w- without power for like two weeks here or something. I mean, it was like Katrina type environment a little bit man you know what i mean there was this urban legend that people that what somebody rode up in a canoe and robbed the liquor like not robbed the liquor store but took all the liquor out of the liquor store. yeah i mean it was that bad but the ecu pirates my alma mater which i was not an, even in college then i was just going to college they um went on the road we were not on the road we were supposed to play a home game against miami the u and the u was number two in the nation at this time right number two in the nation they were killing out a little i mean we had a good i think this was um 
Hold up, not Jeff Blake. It was David Garrard was the quarterback, I think. Pretty sure. Might be wrong on that. On that point, might have been after him. I think it was David Garrard. So we we're supposed to play it here in Greenville, but we got flooded out. So we had to go play it in Raleigh at NC State's stadium. We all go there. The U number two. And we get beat up in the first half. And then one of the greatest comebacks in the history of small schools. And we upset the number two team in the nation. And the Pirates, I think, got into the top 20. They climbed the ranks. Dude, people, they stormed the field, tore down the goalposts. I mean, it was the most intense wildest that might have been the wildest experience i've had like it was like let's burn this mug down to the ground moment and we all drove back to greenville it was so heroic because we were all in this hurricane you know man it was a lot of that was a good one too all right uh the numbers two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight we'll go to the next call and as i play this call Cody, uh, go ahead and queue up our next topic for after the call, and we'll get through this. Hey, guys, it's Joey again. Joey. Another thing about um, soccer. Oh, God, um, more soccer. There is actually an adaptive form of soccer for blind people. It's actually called blind soccer (laughs) that blind people can and, and do play. There's None of that with football. I love football. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't be on here if I didn't love football because, like I told you about basketball, I got better things to do than watch a sport I, you know, that makes me do a bunch of math problems. blind soccer, though? I mean, I have questions. I just, you know. Like, what do you do? You know, we're addicted to high-scoring games, which is another thing that's great about football is, like, you could have a 9-3 game or a 54-51 game. I remember having both of those games. A 54-51 wasn't hard. Joey, I'm cutting you off with this. I got, I mean, I'm not cutting you off. I love you more than anybody. Look, look, he's already got another call queued up. I already see it. So, like, he's called three times. <laughs> He said, you put some what? respect on that Charlotte F City, bro. No, you know what? As I oh, will crap. go, I would rather watch the blind soccer game than I would whatever regular soccer is. I will go watch blind people try to play <laughs> soccer. What does that mean? What is a adaptation of Joey's soccer a, for blind people? Joey's going to have a leg up no matter what, because like he's already got the roar. Like he's like, rah, 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 but he's going to, he's using that as echolocation. He's going to know what he's going to use echolocation <laughs> for like, like the ball. He's going to know where it's at. He's going to have a heads up, man. I'm he's got dead, it. bro. I'm dead. I like, hope, I gotta I go watch Bloodside. Ooh, and then should you feel like Joey a super voyeur for watching ass. blind soccer? You're watching it? <laughs> they can't see what they're doing, and we. We're going to get canceled. 
What is blind soccer? I need to know. I need to see it. <laughs> and I feel guilty oh. just saying those words. I need to. Oh, God. I, I would like to this. watch blind soccer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm all. <laughs> I now that I will buy the ticket for. Uh, next call. Look, C three hi, Noah here. Oh, this what's what up, little Noah? Do. Sorry for get ruining you. Get rid of, not like get rid of Christian McCaffrey and trade him, trade him for a different team for first round pick. Try to get um, the, try to get a quarterback. The quarterback that I was talking about earlier, I forgot his name. He's like under investigation or something like that. Try to get him and then see what we can do with the rest of the money that we have that to get like a linebacker or a right corner or something like that. And I think that that's what we should do because if Chris McCaffrey is missing that many days, games, like we shouldn't really have him on our roster. There's no one here in C3. I want to know what y'all think on this and keep on this. Shout out to Noah, man. <laughs> Noah's the man. When y'all jump on this? Tony R. <laughs> no, I can't stop laughing. All right, stop. Carry me. Yeah, All right. I'm about to. I'm just about... to the comments. I can't. All right, keep going. <laughs> no, I mean, shout out to Noah. I mean, I think we're all talking. Uh, you know about potential trades with, with Christian McCaffrey, whether or not it's worth it or not. Um, you know, I don't know, man. I told this to Tony earlier. I, I think uh, if, uh, if if there's ever going to be a time to trade him and get the most amount of value possible, uh, I think now might might be that time. All right, that I will say this is the only <laughs> the only way I'm going to field the conversation of trading Christian McCaffrey is on that argument. That's the best one I've heard so far. It's about value now rather than value later. So would having a good player right now truly help you? Or are you investing in the future? But here, Cody, you have continued to say on this show for the last couple of weeks, maybe even the last couple of months, is that... <laughs> So don't get me giggling again. Um, I'm about to show you a video. No, but the last, but you have tried to, despite your cynicism at times, tell us that maybe we're not as far away as we think. Like, I mean, you, like you said, Deshaun Watson, all of a sudden this shit is blast, like popular and good. So it feels so far away. I'm just saying this is that why trade Christian McCaffrey away for a future asset if you're really trying to win now and they feel like that. Hey, uh, I have some breaking news. Uh, the Panthers just traded for a guard. This is our new guard. <laughs> I like him. Oh, I've seen this shit. Oh, this is good. All right, let's. This youngster has proven those people wrong. <laughs> on the what the fuck is going on? Dude, I'm gonna go to hell when I die. Skip that, I can't. <laughs> I've seen, uh, that, I've that, seen that, that joke before. That yeah, it is, bro. 
it every time. And dude, he's wearing a Panthers helmet, dude. He's wearing. A- <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say. Uh, Joey, I love your blind ass, dude. Fucking we like you. Have, we have like you all of it. <laughs> have y'all ever seen the the movie uh, Everything Must Go? No. It's a Will Smith movie. It's a not Will Smith. Sorry, Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell Wilson, movie. Uh, yeah, uh, one of his non-comedic roles. Kind of, I feel kind of that's where the Panthers are right now. Doesn't it feel like we're just kind of sitting in the front yard and everything's in the front yard? And we're just like, take it, like take whatever you want. People are just kind of coming through and picking what they want with Carolina right now. Uh, it, it's what it feels like for me. I don't know why that that movie comes to mind when I think about Carolina, mm. especially with that article of everybody but Brian Burns. Is for sale. It's like, well, well, not for sale. And by the way, just <laughs> for anyone in the chat room who thought that was too much, I'm disabled. I'm allowed to make disabled jokes and laugh at other funny disabled Thank jokes. Thank oh, so like, no please tell that, Mike. What do you what you call yourself a you and you don't call yourself? I mean, but you say I'm a cripple you, you all the time. Laugh, you have to be able to laugh at shit like that, man. It, it, it's so absurd, man. And shit, Joey knows we love him and his blind ass. Yeah, he ain't worried. Right. Nah, he yeah, knows he's one of us. He knows party. he's one of us. Don't worry. We ain't that worried. Look, nobody, is nobody that if, if we get canceled, I would love this. Is that if we cancel, if this show got canceled from YouTube, it would mean somebody gave a shit. Right. <laughs> We've been begging for a Three thousand subscribers. Don't worry, we ain't getting canceled. We can say whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> Nobody's li- nah. We love y'all in the chat room. We love y'all. Uh, you know who's listening? Joey. Boom. Every week, the number's two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. You can be a part of the family, like all these cats in the chat room, like uh, my crippled wheel man beside me is that and so i like that you t- you said this is i can fucking talk shit about you i got the handicap sticker right here thank yeah, you I'm you a- you saved us you saved us because hey, we could have gotten real- canceled hey, you man, kept real- us we could we hey, we could listen mm. listen real ga- real gangster crips we don't ask permission <laughs> bro we don't ask permission True that. True that. And instead of crip walking, I'm crip rolling. Oh, oh homie, homie. You got good jokes. All right, let's go to the next call. Numbers 252-228-5098. Yo, guys, what up? It's me, Connor, back here with my second ever calling. What's up, Connor? I just got a question for you guys. Uh, what would you think about this being kind of a little preview for our off season? We re signed Cam Newton. We signed from Armstead out of free agency. Mm-hmm. We traded uh, Christian McCaffrey for a first and a second round pick to a different team. Uh, I'm not really sure which team. That would be good. And so with pick six, we draft Evan Mill. And with our second first round pick that we get from CMC, we draft either Kenny Pickett or Malik Wallace. Tell me guys what you think about this. Besides that, I'm Connor. I love it, man. Dude, these young guys. He's gonna, he's gonna take he's over the C three Panthers podcast. Him and Noah, like you said, yeah, are gonna be us in eight years. We're gonna Dude, pass the mantle on to them. Sounds like good moves to me, man. To Ron Armstead, get a quarterback in the draft. You're able to, uh, you know, if we're able to trade Christian McCaffrey, 
get an interior offensive lineman to continuously build the football team in the right direction. Connor, we love your cause, bro. You're in the right direction, man. I, I'm down. I don't like the Cam Newton joint, though. So what, what? What? What don't you like about it? I don't want to pay. Look, I'm tired of paying people. Are you done with Cam? That we don't believe it. No, I'm not. That makes it's it. Hard, it's, it's hard to say. It's, it's hard to say. I know, but I don't know, man. Like, I just don't want to add more money to the contract base if you're not really going to move the needle that much. And maybe, like, I would rather cheer for Cam Newton. I would rather see him than Sam Darnold. Hell yeah. I will go to bat for him in any argument ever to this game. But, like, I don't want to, like, I don't know. I mean, like, why do we want to do that to him? I almost want to remember. I just want to remember good Cam. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I just want to remember good Cam. And maybe one more year might make me think a little of him, not as, I guess, less Cam. But I just want to, I think of Cam Newton, like I think of like the first, uh, man, you guys are always like, you always making sexual jokes. Like the girl I lost my virginity to, you know, it's just like. Yeah. It's like I just always, you know what? No matter what, she's always important. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't want to think of her like I don't want to meet her now. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. And I shouldn't have said that on the heels of no. <laughs> Gosh, this is why. Oh my god. That's what's gonna get us canceled more than anything. Nah, mm. people love us too much. Not, not uh Noah's mom. Or they, they she hates me. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I don't mean it like a rude way. I mean like we need to be better examples. Better examples to the kids. I'm a great example. From Charleston. Listen, I just saw Cody mock draft. For the love of God, please don't draft a fucking running back in the fourth round. I mean, I understand we need power back when you get that short yardage and everything, but the fourth round, there's still players in that fourth round we can draft who could quite possibly win starting positions, especially on the offensive line. Like, we don't have that many draft picks. Like, I've been looking at, there's some other power backs we can get in the seventh round if y'all are desperate enough. I'd rather sign a free agent running back for a cheap deal. He's going to be that power utility guy. Because that's what you're going to do. You're spending a fourth rounder on a utility player to come in every once in a while. The dude from Alabama. I can't remember his name. But Brian for the love of God, throwing shots, running back in the fourth. There's off- I've seen offensive linemen there. I've seen safety. I've seen, you know, everything. <laughs> like, literally, you can... Linebackers. I've seen all these guys who I look at our roster, I look at them, and yeah, they can start. And that's what we need. We have too many holes. No running backs. Unless it's like the last pick and we have traded back so many times to get some extra picks. Like none. Free agent. Get free. Marlon Mack. Anybody. I don't give a shit. No running backs in this draft. Peace.
I, I literally think that he's talking about one mock draft I did and just put up on Twitter. Just like, yeah, <laughs> hey, fuck it. Here, here's this. I, I mean, never, look, like, is, I didn't know there was so much running back angst uh, in this draft, but I tell you this, I agree. I don't want no more Jordan Scarlets. And they helped our team. Well, what do you do for us? We want a camera or thing, right? Hell yeah, this, dude. If we're going to be moving on, if we're going to be moving on from Christian from McCaffrey, then why not spend it on a, on a, you know, uh, a serviceable fourth round running back that can do it all. We got Chuba Hubbard, the greatest fucking bum ever. Yeah, who you can't stop complaining about. So why? Oh, would, you're why ready to not, over. All right. Why would you're we not, not up, upgrade that position? I mean, listen, at, at this point, once you're down to like, you know, uh, rounds like four, five, six, and seven, towards that end, I'm okay with taking the positions that. You don't value incredibly high, so the tight ends, the the running backs, yeah, that's when 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 you can do that, man. That's when yeah. I mean, it is late, really but the problem is, back. is who gives a f right now? Like we're in such a, a bad spot. A, a running back in the fourth ain't helping us. No, 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 no. I don't know. I mean, like I would love, I would have loved for Jordan Scarlett to change our team. I would have loved for let me think this Cameron Artist Payne was another one. He was a fifth, maybe around that. Um, we've done this a few times. I like it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it sounds cool to do that. But guess what? We ain't had shit, man. The Chuba, man, I'm tired of this. I don't give a CK. Tell him we don't care about none of this until what is fixed. The offensive line, dude. <laughs> That's it. Like, I would rather pick a guard from a small school in the fourth round yep. that has the opportunity of maybe contributing to this offensive line than my favorite player ever, Cameron Artis Payne. That's my... Dude, you and your your uh, band of broken toys... Cameron artist pain. You want to just but you want to download an, another buster. You want to say download a draft a bus like you know what I'm saying. Like he wouldn't even be. No, cool I wouldn't draft busters. I draft some gangsters. To no, you would not, man. You've already as it needs to be. Whatever. All right, next call. Podcast brothers, how y'all doing? It's G Kavashi. Hey, hey, man. Y'all probably already talked about it, but did you see the damn news, man? Wow, Russell Wilson went to Denver, man. Mm. Man, oh, man. They gave up a dad on farm to get that boy, man. Was it two firsts and two uh, second rounders and shit like that? So all the hope of Russell Wilson, you know, coming coming back to North Carolina, you know, he went to NC State mm-hmm. and he transferred to, transferred to Wisconsin. You know what I'm saying? All that shit's out the damn box, man. And my question to you guys is, do you think we should do something like that for a player we really want to give up two first-rounders, two second-rounders, and some players to give one person? They sold the farm for that motherfucker, man. And that makes me think, man. Like, when we played Denver in the damn Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50, you remember all them daggone players that got out of free agency, man? 
don't know why Kemper doesn't see this shit. I really don't, man. But uh, give me your thoughts on that. What would y'all do after seeing this? Keep pounding. There's nobody out there I'm trading that for. Not in the position we're in right now. What? I'd make no, this trade I'm not all giving day. Away. Cody oh, has brought me Russell. into this fold. So hold on. I'm on, I'm on the back of your chair, Herman. Who? Who would you pray to? Who lost this? Is How about who got better? Who got better today? Oh, Denver got way better today. That's what the point is. But, but is if, that you can talk about all of these potential assets down the road. It's like kind of buying cryptocurrency early. Like, yeah, it might be great. Might be great. But I'm telling you this is that the Seattle Seahawks tr- got worse. I don't care what you give them. How many draft picks? The quarterback, the quarterback, the quarterback. I'm on the back of your chair, Cody Lashney. Riding, bro. You taught me this. You taught me this right away. You are the one that taught me this. Yeah, if you don't have a franchise quarterback, you don't have a chance. Um, And especially when you look at the way the NFL is trending. You know, uh, you look at the playoffs last year. Look how many good quarterbacks we saw light up the field. And, you know, uh, I think that a lot of NFL Well, what teams- if you don't even – if and maybe it's not even if you don't have one. I mean, like, you may have one. Like, we kind of think – like, so we bicker over Matt Stafford. Like, you don't – we love him. You don't love – you know what I'm saying? Like, but he is the guy you think is the guy. At least you have the guy you think is the guy. He might not be the guy, but you think he is. Seattle don't have the guy right now. They have to go find him now. Well, look at you. It I is. Mean, they, they've literally been inept since Peyton Manning left and you yeah. know beat us in the Super Bowl. And when you look at the amount that they've given up, it's worth it. Like, what would you rather be? Being perpetual, you know, five and eleven, five and ten hell, like the Panthers have been in every year in, in and out. Or would you rather actually spend the amount of requisite money and dollars to go and get your quarterback? The Rams literally just did it the year before. In my mind, this is why David Tepper is still so hungry and thirsty for a player like Deshaun Watson. The whether Rams people awesome. like whether people like that or not, it means that you know if you have a franchise quarterback, it changes the trajectory of your football team. But didn't the Eagles also do that for Wentz and the Rams did that for golf? And you see how that works out. It doesn't always work. No, no, no. You can't call that because uh, Wentz was a draft pick. Yeah, but they traded the farm to get to trade up to get Wentz. What didn't they? That's what I'm saying is that that's a unknown quantity. You just traded to get a known quantity of Russell Wilson. Okay, that's. Right, it's like that's the thing that I'm. I don't like about what Seattle is doing is they, yes, they have a lot of now they have a lot more chips to bet with, but that doesn't mean those. Like here, think about this: is part and a lot of Seattle's success was on them hitting on a quarterback in the third round in Russell Wilson. Um, and, and we have celebrated people like Scott Fitter and that tree of whatever the people that found that as being, um, kind of a trend. Like when Scott Fitter came to Carolina, 
people jumped up and down and celebrated his name because he was part of an organization. He didn't make this pick, but he was in it. You know what I'm saying? We were like trying to link him to it. That got Russell Wilson in the third round. And that's dope as fuck. It's amazing. But how many people we got, we try to get Will Greer in the third round. Like it doesn't happen a lot. And what I'm just saying is this is, and I don't want to, I don't want to poke my wheel man too much. Love him. But like even the greatest of quarterback picks in Trevor Lawrence is still an unknown. He's an unknown in the NFL until he's a known. And Russell Wilson's a known. Aaron Rodgers is a known. Deshaun Watson. I will say this. I'm a little concerned about a year off. Cody, are you concerned about one year removed from football being rusty? Imagine how much pressure it would be. I'm not saying week one. I mean, but do you have any concern that it could be a slow start because of the rust it's got to be a slow start he's not going to come out there throwing his dick on everybody like he did on those massage people well listen Deshaun Watson is the man Sarah should want to buy him off the football field as a football player that guy in my opinion when he's playing his best is a top five quarterback in the NFL is that kind I'm of not asking that. Will he? Could he be? He's has I not mean, played in NFL yeah, football in over a year. It's got to be some rust. I'm not saying yeah. you don't do it because you're worried about the rust, but that hat you have to be ready for that. I mean, yeah. Listen, if he starts a little bit slow, I've always said this before too. Like even when Cam was playing his best football, he was a slow starter. He always got better. But he didn't take a year football. off. My, you're missing my point. Those first few games, okay, maybe he's a little bit sloppy. I, I, I know he's been training it's all, all year round. So I'm if right. he is, I don't expect him to be very sloppy at all. Right. While, while we're talking about this Wilson thing real quick, can I just bring up one more point why I think that sometimes it's situational. I think that maybe what, the, what Seattle did worked out best for them. I mean, you got to think about the division they're in. They're in a division with uh, – with Arizona, with San Francisco, and with Los Angeles Rams. Three amazing teams. They lost five games last year by three or three points or less. If any of those games go the other way, that they got a different season going on. But they've also got a quarterback that Russell Wilson's now 10 years into his career. Like, it's time to rebuild because with those three teams in the division, it's going to be damn near impossible unless you have a team built for a championship, which they don't, to, to even get there. Like, for the next few years, it's going to be the toughest division of football. Like, hands down. So if you don't have a championship-ready team, which they didn't with Russell Wilson, then it's time to start working on building one. And that's why I think it was a good move for them. Next call. Podcast brothers, how y'all doing? Yeah, this G. Kavassi, yeah. hey. Hey, man. Hey, guys. Joey again. Uh, and uh, I want to talk about this Rock Hill thing now. Oh, uh, oh David Tepper, he's right there. It doesn't surprise me. I think David Tepper's because, but um, Cody, if if this is true, somebody might be about a year late and many million dollars short. 
not just the day late and a dollar short. So uh, ah. I wonder what you got to say about that. that. And also, David Tepper is a seedy motherfucker. I just have to put that like out there. Like a pro. Seedy as hell. He's a pro All move, billionaires Joey. are to some extent. There's no getting around it. But, um, yeah. You got seedy people involved. Seedy shit's going to happen. I think it'll get built sometime. We might have another year at Waffles in the bubble. Which is good because I'd like to take a trip out to Watford for a weekend and go to training camp, even though it's hot as the devil's, you know, it's hotter than the, than the devil's deep fried nuts. But anyway, whatever. I just deal with it. But yeah, that's my thoughts on the whole Rock Hill thing. Right. And uh, right, right, right. Ian Thomas, I didn't know he caught passing. So how the hell did you get a contract? Anyway, guys. Wow, wow, wow. How does he get the timing right every time? I wonder if he, he must have a countdown time right there. He has a mental clock in his head. You I know. know. It's awesome. I mean, like every time. Perfect. Row, row, row. Um, yeah. Next call. What it do, boys? Hey, I'm back like cook crack. My man. What's up, bro? It's good to be back, boys. I I have been I've well, you know, I've been taking care of business, you know, at home, just like we all are, you know, but I've just been kinda just distancing myself from uh you know, this crap shit we got going on right now. and Oh, man, it's, but it's okay. We just got to be patient. You know, we got, what, five more years to go, right? It's the rock, Hoba. So let's, uh, let's just be patient. Um, I, honestly, at this point, um, you know, if Deshaun clears, you know, I'd love to have Deshaun. It's just we we'd have to give up so much, and at this point, I just say, "Yo, Matt Rule, you you made this motherfucking bed, all right? You gonna ride it out with Sam Darnold? You gonna build for the future? Okay, that you may or most likely may not be a part of, and you know we're gonna get the ship right back on the sail." You know, get it sailing again, all right? Fuck all that shit. I want no quarterback, okay? Unless you trade back. That, that's our only option right now. We got to trade back. Yeah, we can get picks by trading players, but still need to try to trade back, get more picks, because our team is shot. We need help bad. And hopefully we can uh, have some light shed on us in free agency. Okay, that'd be that'd be awesome. Um hey, here's a fun little stat. How about this? Matt Rule is ten and twenty three since he begun. Alright. Christian McCaffrey has played twenty three out of thirty three games since Matt Rule started. So excuse me, he's missed twenty three out of thirty three games. Yeah, and he's only played ten. 
10 and 23. Magic number. What's 23 divided by 10? 7. Because it's going to take 7 years, and that's Matt Rule logic. That's uh, Matt Rule math. Oh, shit. Okay? Panther Pride till I die. Oh, shit. Supreme Leader dropping bombs at the end right there. Bro, follow the numbers. That's what they say, right? That's what they say. I believe in Oh, no. Like, um, I don't know how to think about when it comes to Tepper and this manager, like him picking the team and all that. I feel like we're in a lame duck season. I truly believe that just... uh, Unless we go and really imagine this, imagine betting the future, like crazy future. Like, all right, so um, I am critical of Seattle for trading away Russell Wilson. Greg sitting down there knows that there's some value maybe that you're going to accumulate in doing it, right? So, like, I he's like sitting here looking at the value long term but you have to think if you trade for russell wilson in denver you actually got to think you have a competent organization here's on top of that which is interesting they have a brand new head coach which is kind of at least that's cool at least they believe in them but are you really do you believe in matt rule that much to trade all of this to go get that and this is what i'm saying here is like, I feel like Matt Rule is um, one of our children who just uh, was became old enough maybe to go drive the car or stay on their own by themselves. They had shown their maturity a couple of times. And then they fucking burned down the house. And that's what Matt Rule did. Like, I'm not ready to leave Matt Rule my children. And I'm not ready for to trade all of this and then Matt Rule be the steward of them. That's my yeah, problem. Yeah, but if we made this trade, he's going to survive past Matt Rule. It, that's, it, it's, it's he will, but he Matt will be Rule. drugged down by Matt Rule. Like yeah, you're actually, have, it's like you need to, to just fire Matt Rule then. Yeah, well, we we all know that that should happen. But I mean, at, at least then you're going to make this a place where. They have the quarterback position set, and people want to want to come. And it play might that save his job, though. Play over it might save an unworthy person's job. Is kind of yeah. what I'm worried about. Is Deshaun Watson would save Matt Rule's job, but that doesn't mean that that is the right order of events. Like we should get Deshaun Watson, and Matt Rule should be fired. That's what I'm like. What if we get three years down the road and we got the great quarterback, but it's just still Matt Fool? And then what are you going to say? You're going to say this. We have a great quarterback, transcendent quarterback, but just like we did with Cam. What are we saying about, like, like, you know what I'm saying? We had this, but we don't got the GM. We ain't got It's all a but, a but, a but. And the biggest fucking butt right now is Matt Rule's face. Yeah. I mean, I think that we've also seen scenarios before where our players made up for the lack of talent at our coaching positions. Like, we've seen transcendent players just take over on the football field. And it's all about getting those players back on the field for the Panthers. Um, 
I, I don't know, man. I, I just, just don't said get in the car. I just don't want to get in the car with Matt Rule. But look, you said it's another and now here. he's drunk. I don't want to do that. You said it's another lame duck here. Well, like, isn't it always? Like, I feel like that's all. It's not a lame, another lame, lame duck, duck year. year. It is a lame duck year. Is he is? No, last year wasn't a lame duck year. He should have been fired and he wasn't. So, no, he got more time than like this year is he is either going to succeed. And I don't know what that measurement is, but I think at this point it's a winning season. I don't know. Like, what is the measurement of success that would have Matt Rule keep his job? Nine and eight, you think? Is good. It has to. That's at the minimum. I think that's the minimum. What is I? How long? How many weeks have I been asking this, Cody? What is the pathway for Matt Rule to keep his job? Like, if you are Matt Rule, that's what I want to know. I want to be Matt. I don't want to be Matt Rule, but actually, I do. His bank account is well, it's very simple. Account. It's very simple. What is the you pathway? To, like, how does he have his job in 2023? You have to drastically upgrade the quarterback position. Drastically. But that's uh, not fair. That doesn't make you a better coach. I mean, listen, the, the, it, I don't know. a quarterback would have made up for some of the ugliness that we saw last year. If we had a consistent quarterback that you know knew the offense and you know, I mean, I'm not saying that they would have. Would that make his better. terrible fucking interviews better? I mean, dude, look at Joe. I mean, no, listen, we don't have to do. We know him, Matt. Man. We know I Matt Rule fucking like sucks. Right but if you look at the quarterback position, look at what Joe Burrow was able to do this year behind an offensive line like Cincinnati had. So again, okay. if you have that franchise quarterback. It changes things, man. Yeah. And by the way, let's see how the Seattle Seahawks are going to be now that Pete Carroll doesn't have Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah. I I think think it's the worst idea to let go of your quarterback. That's good. And we think, I think Russell Wilson is still good. But here here is something to add to that. (laughs) All right. So you got the idea of, oh, gosh. And it just slipped from my mind. What were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about uh, Matt Fool. Let's go to the next call. I already yeah. lost it. I'm going to come back up in two seconds. Mm-hmm. Might as well hey, guys. Go. Chuck from Elizabeth City, a.k.a. Carolina Sports Guy. Well, you just showed that clip up there, that little kid uh, playing guard. I swear I had uh, flashbacks of Pat Elfline from this past season. <laughs> I might have been years ago with Mike Ramos. Please don't play that again. It just uh, came back right. to I'm me. Sorry, I told sorry, you I would remember it. Um, but just like that memory disappeared from my head, I saw a tweet today that uh, Teddy Bridgewater deleted his Twitter account. Or like, you know, why? You know who has turned out to be harder on him than Carolina Panther fans? Denver fans. Oh. Oh my gosh, they have been relentless on him. Like they've been all over his ass. Teddy Bridgewater, they said this. He said that it, the first thing is said Teddy Bridgewater said um deactivated his account and then the first comment was don't worry, he got like 12 burners. 
That was the first comment. It was like a Carolina Panther fan up in there. Like, don't worry. No, there is. He may be the least liked. He is the least huggable teddy bear in the history of the world. Next call. Yo, dog. Josh from Connecticut. What's up, Josh? Man, I think we should just suck ass for fucking three years. However many years, let's get Arch Manning in the fucking building, and uh, let's just go on from there. I'm tired of these fucking mediocre quarterbacks. Is that the kid ready to go? West Virginia, Virginia Panthers fan. Fuck that shit. Let's just fucking tank for three years. Sell the house. Keep everyone, or let everyone go except for fucking DJ Moore. Keep him around. Sell the fucking house for Arch Manning. All right, man. uh, Next call. Hey, this is Panther Pickle. Listen, I matched the hell out of my finger at work today. Spent mm. about five, six hours in the emergency room just no, so no. some dumbass doctor can tell me it's all right. Stupid bitch. Well, smash anyway, thumbs up. Uh, That's if right, you too. don't draft Troy Anderson in this coming draft, you ass don't know football. And, uh, yeah, we should trade Christian McCaffrey because – well, there's a lot of people in the NFL that had better year than he had the last two years. So y'all have a good one. All right. Well, I hope your finger gets better. I hope your thumb gets better as you smash the thumbs up button on the show. Uh, who is this guy he's even talking about? Oh, yeah. First of all, it should not be weird that I haven't heard about him. That just means I don't care about any of this shit until it happens. Yeah. Cody, have you ever heard this person's name before? Troy Anderson? Yeah. So, um, by the way, this is the mutt draft that Kevin uh, was calling in and freaking out about. Um, What's wrong? This is what, yeah, this is this where what, he what, smashed his thumb down in anger. Well, so I had Malik Willis, <laughs> and then I took Troy Anderson. So if you didn't know, Troy Anderson, six foot three, two hundred and forty-three pounds. Uh, he ran the fastest linebacker time at the combine, right? And uh, you, you really have sideline to, to sideline is what you you're really to have to I look at you. this dude yeah. because this man started on offense. He started as like a wildcat quarterback. Uh, running all over the football field, had a bunch of touchdowns. And then his, uh, I believe it was his junior year, he decides, you know what, I'm going to switch to linebacker. And he broke records for Montana State. This guy is an absolute beast. He's versatile. He's incredibly intelligent. He tested through the roof at the Combine. Um, this guy is someone I would love to have on the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I mean, if you look at him, his talent, it, it just jumps off the screen at you. He reminds me of another Jeremy Chen, but this time playing linebacker. Jeremy Chen came from one of those small schools, but you could easily tell that this guy had real NFL talent and potential. Troy Anderson is another player who's just like that. Ton of talent, we, we ton have- of potential. We have to make you our GM, dude. I am on the Cody Lashney GM train because you say a lot of the right things. And that is, you said, we have to look at this guy. That's it. Like, it's not that we have to draft him. It's not like uh, we have to. 
I like this idea that you have said in here is this. I'm pivoting it to another thing you say is you look at each draft draft class individually. Yeah. And what you're saying is, and what I love about this is that this is what gets you a Luke Keekley pick. And this is why I kind of like the Marty Herney a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Is like the year that Luke Keekley was picked, Maurice Claiborne was a corner. And he actually turned out to be an okay corner, but he was picked like number seven. I remember Joey wanted him, and I got on that Maurice Claiborne kick. He got the worst Wonderlick score ever, but we're like, oh, no, we still love him. We still love him. And Dallas picked him right before us. You know, not like the very first, the pick before, but that was the guy we were eyeing. He didn't slip, and we went with Luke Keekley. It was like the best thing ever. And we were like, oh, no, we got John Beeson. We got Thomas Davis. We don't need this. I love the idea. We at least have to take a look at them. That's it. Just don't rule it out of your ethos of drafting. Love that uh, because, to be honest, like you can't. That's the whole thing is you got to hit on a player. So don't pick always safe. Make a bet. Make a bet. But you Next know, Brandon, one. Brandon oh. Bean, Brandon Bean worked at the at the ticket uh, at the ticket booth once upon a time. So I'm thinking maybe I should just go down there and just get in front of someone, see about getting me a job. Ooh, maybe I like it. All right, that's a good story. Now I got your back, man. Uh, Next call. Oh, and by the way, I forgot to add. I wanted to add this in here. Fuck soccer. <laughs> um, but you know what? They lower tap pills. They they all right. They'll have a good one. Uh, Wait, what? What is that? that lower tap pills? I want to do say this is um. I thought that that uh, what's the name of the team? Charlotte FC. Oh, uh, I thought it was uh Charlotte Ally. The, no, is ally is the is the logo on the front of their. <laughs> it's not a logo. All those, what all is those it? Soccer teams. What is it? Tell me what it is. I thought they were the Charlotte Allies. Oh no, that's the bank. Is, uh, that's the bank for. sponsor. That's the bank ass sponsor. A fucking another reason I don't like this sport. So Bunch FC's of a bank. Sellers. Ally is. Oh, ally. So. So they're like their jer- or at least the jersey I saw on Twitter, and this was I didn't watch the game. I told you I don't watch this shit. Uh, but it says like it might be Alley, might be Alley. You know, like it's like one of those companies we borrow money from, bro. Yeah. Like, we probably all Ally, Ally. But here's the thing: is like the na- soccer is like uh, NASCAR, just like fucking ad after ad it's like can you put an another ad on my butt cheek <sighs> telling you alley the yeah. mint city alley but by the way if you look oh, at all the other big time football clubs like in mm-hmm. other countries don't care they all them. do the same shit they have like oh i know fly, no i don't like it. it doesn't make it better it doesn't make it better we hey guys, Joey again for a fourth time. A and fourth I promise Joey. you, I'm not going to talk about soccer this time. What I Thank do want to talk about is the NFL draft. Dude, for me, it's got to be offense first round. 
I don't want another defensive player in the first round. I know we might need a middle linebacker, but dude, ain't nobody with, there's no championship for a defense to win if you can't keep the quarterback from getting his ass on the grass. You know, I mean, getting his ass put on the grass. So, just please, like for the love of God, invest in the offense. In free agency, maybe you pick up a, a, a linebacker like maybe Bobby Wagner, maybe. He's out. He's going to be released. Okay, do that. But please do something about the offense in the first round. We have not spent a premium first round, like a premium pick on the offense. In way too long, in my opinion. The last one I could remember in the first might have been CMC. I don't know. I think there. I have a feeling there was someone after CMC, but I don't know. The last one I remember was CMC. You guys can correct me on that if you make it through this end of the call, Tony. Anyway, guys. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I almost cut it off right when he said that. <laughs> so, um, all right. Um, Cody, uh, Cody, yeah, we got yeah. any last topics to talk about tonight before we I, ice people I, up? I did we cover everything? Man. We did Russell Wilson. We did uh, Aaron Rodgers and his ridiculous bonus. We didn't really do that. Does it, actually, we did in the beginning. Um, Oh, restructuring Panthers, yeah, freeing up some move. I mean, we kind of talked about it. Like, have we missed anything? We talked about Rock Hill. Is there anything? No, I think know? we. I think or we're Christian in the McCaffrey. Ice and up. All right. Um, up. All right. What you got? Yeah, so I'm. I'm just gonna go ahead, go ahead, and uh, just jump out here. First. I hope it's the Arizona Cardinals. Somebody gotta ice them fools up. Yeah, but I'll let you do it then. Um, yeah, so Calvin Ridley mm-hmm. uh, suspended for a year by the NFL for uh, making bets and betting on uh, NFL games, including Falcons games. Now, apparently, they bet on him. Uh, apparently, he bet on the Falcons to win. So maybe it's not. I don't think he was an actor. He was. I think he wasn't playing then either. But dude, yeah. I mean, even but yeah, because remember this season he he didn't play because he said he had depression and he needed to take some time off and he needed to get away from the football game. Like this is during the middle of the season, right? People didn't really even know all the details about it. But I I just like this uh, tweet from this guy named Roger Sherman. Uh, Is this Calvin really bet fifteen hundred? And lost ten million. Those mm-hmm. are the worst odds in gambling history. <laughs> yeah. They really are. I mean, yeah, really. All right, when when you put it like that, it sucks. Yeah, yeah he yeah, needed yeah. to get his friend a place to bet for him. Yeah, it, like way, if I would have given you fifteen hundred bucks and you placed it. Yep, I just this would have not been back. an issue, man. But isn't that illegal too? Like, can't you? It, that like, is illegal. It's like it is trading. illegal, but the but sports book it's, doesn't it's report way easier you. To not get caught is what Tony's saying, right? Yeah, yeah. like eh, I mean, like the sports uh, the way, book actually reported him. 
is what yeah. someone told me. He, he like the book man. that he placed yeah. it with was like, sorry, I have to tell the NFL you did this. Well, like, way, this really, I'm depressed. When Calvin Ridley maintains, uh, he bet uh, 1500 total. And he doesn't have a gambling problem, according to I mean, he don't have a gambling problem. Yeah, yeah, it's a financial a problem, bro. Problem right it's not a gambling problem. This. It's a financial problem. Going back to that, what, that 2017 draft? 2017, 2018, whenever uh, they were both drafted, I think we all know now that DJ Moore was clearly the better of the two picks. Between DJ Moore and Calvin DJ Moore had a higher upside. I I love this. Is I feel like we just learned the difference between polish. <laughs> like, uh, I, did, I didn't even know this. Karen Choi put in the uh, chat. Apparently, his name on betting sites. <laughs> oh, shut up. No way. Karen, is that uh, real? That's a joke. There's that's no got to be a joke. Real. That's like a good joke. That's a great if that's real, I would, I would absolutely die laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine some shit more dumb? Uh, oh, uh, my God. I'm dead, bro. But I, can't, I, I can't, even, can't even recover. I was about to Google. I was just looking up this tweet. All right. Uh, who else got something? He took my head. All right. You don't got one? I was going to give you the... Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to give that any any media any any air. I know what, what? you're talking about. You said you Which one? You, the one you you sent me in the DM. Oh, I don't week. even remember which. Oh, which one was it? Oh no! Did I send something rude? No, no, no! You sent me a guy commenting on the Batman, making some about making some really racist comments about actors because of. Oh man, I forgot about that. And I was uh, like, no, I, need, I, I started to get riled up about that, but I was like, I need to just lay that to bed because no matter what I no, do, is I that it, this was funny is that we should ice him up. Is like he tried to reverse racism, black uh, Batman, and say it was black man. That's basically what he tried to call this Batman is black man it was too black, and it just was like, no, not at all. Like, sorry. Like, like, I mean, it was, uh, so we don't need to ice him up. You got anything better, like anything worse than him? Mm. No. Um, uh, did you see the Rock Hill? All right. So it's not ice up. It's like, this is actually a sign, a satire. Uh, I sent you, uh, some guy, uh, his name on Twitter is Adam underscore O Daniel. And he put breaking Rock Hill mayor confirms no more payments to the Panthers. It says, quote, Rock Hill's identity is championship football. The mayor said, continue quote. I told that billionaire with his handout that losing might be acceptable in Charlotte, but not in football city, USA, no playoffs, no payments. It's the best form of satire ever. <laughs> Is that Rock Hill has canceled construction and there are payments to this billionaire with his hand out because the Panthers suck a D. Um, 
See, uh, one more ice up is uh, saw this story. It said Courtney Cox admits she doesn't remember being on Friends. <laughs> yeah. Hold up! I so I read this story. I thought it was going to be about her just being a drug stupor or something. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like, oh my god! Uh, so there's this story that goes around that. Have you ever uh, Stephen King? There's this movie called Maximum Overdrive. Um, it's got uh, who's uh, Charlie Sheen's brother, Emilio Estevez, and yeah, and um, it's about like basically electronics, like your t- the toaster comes alive and tries to kill people, like uh, electronic machines, cars start themselves, and they're all trying to kill each other, kill people. It's like a fucking awful movie. Uh, it's written by Stephen King, and it's the one of the one or only movies he's ever directed. And it was like the reason he doesn't direct movies at all anymore. And it's terrible. I mean, it's awful. But he has that. There's this quote where he somebody he told some reporter or something. He said, "I don't remember." directing maximum overdrive because i did all this coke (laughs) i mean like that's what he said like he straight up said i was in a drug induced state like he doesn't remember it so So courtney cox was just coked out no that's what i would thought so i clicked the story and i read that this is where the ice up comes in and uh there's no reason for her to not remember any of it and she goes this and there and this is a funny she said i don't remember anything about my childhood either she said i have maybe two or three memories and she goes i've been trying to think if there was a trauma or something that uh, has prevented me from remembering and she says there isn't so I have to ask this. Am I ice up question or point? It's a question point. Is she not remembering? Is she just stupid? Like, if you don't, like, does she just have a bad memory? Like, does she cannot remember? It? She's like, I don't remember anything, bro. Sounds like it wasn't because she was on drugs. She tried to say, did was there a trauma in my childhood that forgot that made me forget my marriage? She said, no. She just don't remember. So I'm icing her. <laughs> she, I mean, I understand if you're on drugs. I understand it. She just don't remember. She yeah, that's remember. A- it's pretty rough. I mean, that's a big part of your life. It's like, nah, it's like yeah, I just had this like, great yeah. celebrity lifestyle that uh, no one remembered. Why? Oh, you were getting partied up. You were doing all this. You're having the best. Nah, just eating pad thai. Forgot it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, is that it? Is uh, CK around? No, he died. All right. Um, is that it? We got. We got. Please, can we quit the show? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think we're good, man. Yeah. Anything else? I mean, did we? Oh, uh, quick around the horn. Not quick around the horn. Um, who's seen the Batman? So I'm going to see it in a few days. I probably okay. around the end of around the end of the weekend. So. All right, um, Greg, you saw it, right? 
Oh yeah, I saw it last Tuesday. So that's why I missed the show. I'm surprised you haven't seen it more than once. I've wanted to. Uh, you can't get tomorrow off. You can only see it once. I mean, we're still watching it. It's long. Greg will find a way, dude. His name is literally the Bat Daddy. Yeah. There you go. I'll I like see you off tomorrow. Um, I'm going tomorrow. So. I don't want to overly influence anybody's position. So this is no spoiler. There's no review. Slight review. I like the guy. I like the guy that pee's sitting down. Pattinson. What's his name? Pattinson. Robert Patterson. I, I tried to tell y'all. Pattinson, yeah. that he would be good. Not, I mean, he did a good job. The whole movie. You know what? I would say they set a different tone than we're used to mm-hmm. with movies. I like that. Like it was kind of like uh, they did something a little different. Look, if if on my we did, I did a, a non spoilers review and a spoilers review. And on the spoilers review on Friday, my co-host Ross he he described it perfectly. If the no, if you like the Nolan trilogy and you think the Nolan trilogy was tactical Batman, this is practical Batman. You know? Okay. Oh man. All right. So we, uh, Cody, we're gonna circle back when you've watched it. Greg, I'm gonna talk to you a lot about that. It was uh, the most, arguably, the realistic. Like it almost could happen. Yeah. It is the least sensational version of whatever. So anyway, I uh, love you guys. The number is two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. That's 252-228-5098. You can be a part of the Longest Running Panthers podcast. We're here live Tuesday nights. Cody Lashney jumps up here on Friday nights. I get up in here, too, when my life is not falling apart. But it's usually crumbling like the Carolina Panthers are crumbling. Ugh. Jeez. But if you want to be uplifted, you can check out the Super Civil Servants podcast. The same night, right, Greg? Yeah. What do you guys yeah. do? Uh, we just talk about movies, television shows, comic books. I got a guest coming on this week, uh, the creator of a comic. Uh, we're talking about Picard season two, and then Batman after uh, after week one. Oh yeah, and then the boys animated show. I don't know if y'all watched, check that out. But it's a bunch of little shorts. Just check that out but if you like the show. Is that, that the one on Amazon Prime? Yeah. Is it good? Uh, I actually have only watched a little bit of the first episode. I'm going to go binge the rest of it now because I'm off tomorrow. Right, but, watch you know, it. Anthony Starr, the guy who's the, the Homelander in the boys, just got arrested for a year in Spain for uh, assault charges. Ooh. Like, he's in that was well, British I'm sure guy? I'm sure he'll get out of it. The guy who plays Homelander in the boys. The fucking blonde dude? Like yeah. The... yeah, he just oh, got arrested perfect. in Spain. Yeah. Perfect. Crazy. All right. Check out the Super Civil Servants podcast. Cody Lashney, my co-host, my wheel man. Thank you for joining me. How can they find all the wonderful things you do? Yeah, find me on Twitter at Cody Lax, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. All my written content is on drafttech.com. We have a brand new mock draft coming out tomorrow. So check that out and check what I have for you on Draft Tech. And then every Friday at 7 p.m., we're going to do the Friday free-for-all. Uh, that's where you can join the show, man. I want to continue to meet Panther fandom, C3 family. Come and be a part of the show. You can join the show. I always post the link to the stream yard. So anyone that wants to come in and join and be a part of the conversation, you are more than welcome to do that. 
Um, and we're going to do more of these film rooms. I promise. Tony, I want to try and knock out like two of them this week. I've got some ideas for some modifications. We'll talk about them after the show or you know, whenever we talk about it. Um, and what else? I was going to say something else. Oh, go Charlotte FC. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> I will finish this show by saying we love y'all folks. Come and listen to this show and think about blind people playing soccer. Because you can hear that as these guys try to talk about football. I feel like a blind person playing soccer as I talk about the Carolina Panthers. Oh, I love you guys. Joey the Blind Panther, love you. Love all the people in the chat. Ten Tizzy, you know y'all's names out there. My man shouted you out before, but y'all are friends, man. Look, literally, we have had a tremendous show tonight. Over a hundred people viewing at one point. Um, and we were talking about kind of just off news. Love it, guys. Uh lot stuff a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. Until next time, Panther Faithful. Pound. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.